five to shoot for Ibu. And a whole lot of dribbling. And another steal. Kaiser at the half. And he buries it. How about that to roll into the locker room? That was last night on the Big Ten Network. Jamie Kaiser with the uh, halftime buzzer beater from a half court as Maryland uh, did not suffer the fate that I I thought was a non-zero chance they might. And obviously for the UMBC folks in our lives, they're quite disappointed by it. And I'm a UMBC person too, so um, it's always conflict for me in those situations. Like I love when the local teams play against each other, that's great. And then I'm like, right, but then somebody's got to lose. I don't like that either. But uh, Maryland beats UMBC 92-68 last night. And hopefully for Maryland over the next few weeks, they can uh, try to figure some things out and improve offensively for when they get uh, back into Big Ten, but actually into Big Ten play, which starts in just like two weeks, I believe. They've got uh, Indiana in their first Big Ten game here in December. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Good to have you with us. Remember, we won't be doing a show tomorrow. But Reed and I will be together tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 105.7 The Fans. So spend part of your Thanksgiving with us. Also, we will be together on Friday morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then there will be a show on Friday, but it's going to be weird. It's going to be a whole thing. We will have guests. We will do picks on Friday. We will get you the rest of the Tyus Bowser show on Friday. We've got a lot to do on Friday. But it's going to be a little bit different. It will be live. Like there will be, if you tune in at 10 o'clock, there will be a show that will be happening. This is the first time we've tried something like this, so we'll see how it goes. So there will be a lot of content this week despite the holiday. Just no Glenn Clark Radio tomorrow. On the program today, uh, our friend um, uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, will be joining us. Of course, the Ravens and Chargers Sunday night on NBC also this morning, Cordell Woodland, our friend uh, from 105.7 The Fan, will check in with us. And we're going to get to you, segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show from last night. Thanks to all, all of you who joined us. It was a great night. We were at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Could not have had a better time. Uh, appreciate everybody who came out. I know the weather was rough. Awful. I mean, just Awful. So it's funny because we always do really well whenever we do a show in that area. And with Pat Ricard being a great guest, we were like, man, we could have a mob scene in our hands. And John Colson and I yesterday were like, the only thing, because like, we actually do get worried in some situations that the crowd is going to be too big. And we're going to have people that are unhappy because we have to cut it off at some point. Like we can't, we can't have Tyus and Pat there until one in the morning trying to take pictures and sign autographs for everybody. So we were like, oh. Maybe the rain will save us. Maybe it'll be our saving grace. But we had a, a great crowd nonetheless, particularly given the weather. Thanks to everybody who came out. If you missed that one, shame on you. Um, next show is going to be three weeks from last night. So we're going to do a little bit of an odd schedule in December. So December 12th will be the next Tyus Bowser show and location to be determined because we had to move it. We're going to have to move locations as well. So bear with us. We got time. It's not until the 12th. We'll let you know in plenty of time for you to make your plans to come join us for the Tyus Bowser Show on December 12th. Hope that you can do that. Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia. 
It is brought to you by Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and A.J. Michaels. And also this morning, in addition to segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show, back from the dead, rising from the grave, Kyle Ottenheimer. I can't believe we were able to book him. I can't believe it. I figured that he would be very busy doing the national rounds. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing that today he probably did both McAfee and Pardon My Take and uh, like uh, at least one of the sports centers, correct? <laughs> like a Get Up or something? Yeah, I think that's I think that's where he was. Rome, probably. Yeah. Dan Patrick, if I had to guess. He's got time for all that? Somehow, we managed to get him nonetheless. <laughs> Somehow, we were able to squeeze into his busy schedule. Kyle Ottenheimer will be here. And, okay. You said he's picking up the food? Correct. Do we trust that? Or I mean, yeah. I'm very he's, a, he's an adult. Mm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very worried that we're going to look back on this and say, this is where you screwed up. Oh, yeah. That he's going to like go to one McDonald's and they're not going to have something, and he's just going to bail. Like He's just going to say, well, I tried. I couldn't get it. So I, like he's going to get something else and just say, well, that's what we're going to do. And that. I'm very worried about that. I need I need there to be a reminder. Glenn said, if for some reason they don't have it, we're not doing something else. Got to find it. And this is why. I, okay. I'm nervous about this. This is the. This is what producing producing has to look like. This. He wouldn't know, despite all the years that he was the producer. He's out now, so he doesn't care about the quad. It's not his concern any longer. Uh, but Kyle's uh, allegedly going to be in studio with us and he and Griffin who lost our side bet on picks yeah. last week will be paying off that side bet by enjoying a Jameson Williams burger uh, Oreo McFlurry on a McDonald's double cheeseburger and I I think they're spitting in the face of God frankly when they do that don't we have that clip we got to get better at this yeah. we got to lock it up with the clips we, we I- of all the things that we got to improve on, uh, I don't know. There's too many things. No, it's like slapping God across the face for giving you a gorgeous gift. We're really, we're really good at doing things 30 seconds later. Um, like 20 seconds. After, well, after I brought it up, after I had to remind you that that's what we should be doing, we gotta, we gotta be thinking. I know, I know. It's on our feet a little bit more. I'm, we'll get there eventually. I'm, but t- I'm two in the moment. Right by the time that Griffin's moved on to his next job. He'll have really figured it all out right in that moment. And then it'll take us five years with the next guy. And then I'll be dead. <laughs> so That's it? I think if I'm lucky, I think <laughs> if I somehow manage to push it off that long, that'll be a victory. All right. Uh, so all that coming up on the program today. I, I Obviously, I did not watch the uh, Maryland game last night because I was doing the Tyus Bowser show. There's not really much that you can say about a, a game against UMBC anyway other than if if you only care about Maryland and not about UMBC, you're just glad that it didn't continue to go the other way. You're just glad that it, it isn't full-on free fall, and perhaps you're hoping, that, as I mentioned, they could stockpile some results and get things turned around. There is still a lot of season to be played. Also news from yesterday. Kyle Gibson will not be back with the Baltimore Orioles. Kyle Gibson is going back to St. Louis. I don't think there was a role for Kyle Gibson next season with the Orioles. I, the, Kyle, it's such a complicated conversation talking about Kyle Gibson because the innings thing was 
real-ish, right? It wasn't Jordan Lyles. There were plenty of starts where you're like, dude, the, the least that you should be giving this team is innings. Like, the the least they should be able to get from you is seven innings, even if you get your butt kicked. And you didn't always get that. But you still got innings. Like, you still got to the end of the year, and you're like, all right, well, you know, he he did do that. He certainly had moments. And he was obviously a very likable guy who got it, who got his role within the community, who embraced being here. Um, when he was on with us, he talked about how much how he was having more fun than he had had anywhere in his career, all of those things. And you're appreciative of that. That doesn't make up for what he wasn't, but you can appreciate those things and say, you know, it was a good thing. You, you could have had something worse than that, right? Like, it could have been a bigger issue, say, Jack Flaherty. I think our emotions about Cal Gibson are different than they are about Jack Flaherty, which isn't, that doesn't, that shouldn't be the bar, but it's it's worthy of the conversation. I don't think there was any reason why the Orioles should have brought back Kyle Gibson. The danger is, what if they somehow do worse than Kyle Gibson? That's the difficult part about this conversation, is that it's easy for me to say, hey man, thanks for the thanks for the hip, uh, the help, tip of the cap, appreciate you being a solid dude, but I, I think this is a good place for us to part ways. And that's the primary emotion that I felt yesterday. I said, yeah, that's about right. But the secondary part, and it's the difficult part about talking, I I feel bad that we have done such little free agent talk with the Orioles or off-season talk, but I think we all know the reason why. Because it's very difficult for me to believe there's actually going to be anything to discuss until I see it. I keep coming back to, I think they have to make a trade. I don't think they have a choice. I think they have to trade away some of the major league players that they have stuck in the minors at positions where there is no room for them to move up. Maybe they feel differently. Maybe in their world, they can trot this out for at least part of this year, knowing there might still be an injury or two that they have to deal with, and Connor Norby could be up because of that. Joey Ortiz. But in my world, I think they have to. They have to use that depth. They can't just continue to have Major League Baseball players playing in the minors for fun while they have weaknesses in other areas. What that trade will be, I don't know. But that's the only thing right now that I feel at least an amount of confidence that they're going to do. I have no confidence that they will otherwise be in on legitimate sought-after free agents until they are. And maybe they will be. Maybe at some point we'll say, wow. But until that's the case, I don't even know what it's worth for me to talk about specific guys. I know Stan's in love with Justin Turner. I'm very indifferent towards Justin Turner. It's just fine. Like, fine. Right-handed bats don't excite me that much anymore. I'm I'm not saying no. Like, sure. I mean, figure it out. Like, do it and and add another bat, but I I don't think that's solving the Orioles' biggest issues. I think they need to address certain things, and to me, they need to address 
swimming above Kyle Gibson in terms of starting pitching. Like, that, to me, is the the problem here. That when I say, you know, I'm okay with Kyle Gibson being gone, it's because if you're going to dip your toes in the starting pitching market, I would want it to be above what you, the level you got from Kyle Gibson. But do I have confidence they're going to do that? How could I? Where would that confidence come from? I think we all feel a level of something about the idea of the top of the rotation next year involving all of Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Bradish, and John Means. And that makes us say, okay, well, like, if those three guys are all healthy, ready to go for the start of the season, then you feel fairly good about your rotation. And if Dean Kramer is in your rotation again next year, it's not the end of the world to have Dean Kramer at the back end of your rotation. You can do way worse as a fifth starting pitcher than Dean Kramer. Now, I'm not saying Dean Kramer has to be. You you couldn't possibly add another starting pitcher because you have to save a spot for Dean Kramer. I like Dean. But if you can do better, do better. But with those three guys... If Dean Kramer was number five and you simply added in one higher-end starting pitcher, you'd feel good to really good about next season. But where's it coming from? The danger is that you don't do better than Kyle Gibson. The danger is that they come back and they say, well, I mean, the, the cost of pitching was just crazy, guys. Which, of course, was what we always heard from Dan Duquette. I mean, we, this is ridiculous. Well, yes, that's the, that's the price of doing business. If you're going to be a Major League Baseball team, that's the way it works. It'd be like me saying to my kids, sorry, we can't have milk. Have you seen the cost of milk? I'm aware. It sucks. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm a parent. I have to provide certain things for my kids. Although today I don't feel like it. They're a-holes. They had the day off from school, and they I probably got four hours of sleep before they were in jumping on me, I'm, and I never got back to sleep. So I'm, in a, I'm, I'm on one today. The danger is I think they could do worse than that. They come away from this and say, well, we tried. You know, like we dipped our toes in the waters, but there was just nothing to be found. So, And I don't even know who I'm thinking of, but... They they trot out their bargain signing, a guy whose name you've heard of. You'd have to pull up the free agent starting pitching list in order to do this. And they say, well, this is who we were able to add the rotation. And it's someone who's basically Kyle Gibson or not even as good as Kyle Gibson. And you kind of find yourself saying like, oh, right. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what it was always going to be, wasn't it? So... It, it it is a complicated conversation when it comes to Kyle Gibson. Yeah, like a Michael Lorenzen. I don't know. He threw a no hitter, yeah, but like I mean, he wasn't. But outside of the no hitter, he was no, not very not, good, not right? great. I'm trying to think, I don't even know like, what Michael Lorenzen's numbers were at the pool. Uh, he had like on. a four plus CRI. Can't remember. What did they I, give I up for him? Um, like that wasn't a worse trade than the Jack Flaherty trade, was it? Uh, he pitched transaction. In Philadelphia, Michael Lorenzen made only seven starts. 
Uh, pitched to a 5.51 ERA with Philly. Yeah, and a 1.458 WHIP. Now t- for the total of the season, of course, including Detroit, where he was pitching well, and remember we were inclined to to be we we were interested in Michael Lorenzen. He finished with a 4.18 ERA and a 1.2 WHIP. And you say to yourself, like, oh, for the entirety of the season, those numbers are fairly good. And I I don't know how I'd feel about. Michael Lorenzen, I I guess that would be an upgrade over Kyle Gibson. Like, I mean, it would. Like, if you got those numbers from Michael Lorenzen for the total of the season, definitely would be an upgrade over what you got out of Kyle Gibson last year. Definitely bring Rich Hill back. At, what is he, 50? 40. Uh, 43. He'll be 44. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And that could be your answer. And by the way, it could be. Which is the terrifying part about it. It could be. And that's the difficulty about the Kyle Gibson conversation. Is that I, I have no interest in trashing Kyle Gibson. I'm appreciative of the role that he played on a, t- on a team that we will think of fondly for some time. At the same time, to me, Kyle D- Gibson was a disappointment. I, I, I don't expect a ton from him, but... I don't think he was very good. Now, I get it. Not everybody is a top-of-the-rotation pitcher, and some guys are just pitchers, and they just they have some good starts, they have some bad starts. Hunjin Ryu is out there. Sure. I mean, even he seems like he could still somehow get some money at this point. I'm looking at the guys that are I'm, under I'm, 10. I'm worried that you're still, like... These, these are too high. I'm, I'm, that's listen, what I'm worried about. Listen, Lorenz in about $9 million a year. Ryu yeah. in at about 8 Yeah. Stroman is 15 for what it's worth. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, maybe, but until I see it, I don't believe that's happening. Who's in the $6 million range? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Alex Wood. Ah, Alex Wood. Alex Wood. What's the last thing that Alex Wood did? He was with, uh, he had, I think, not this past season, but the season before, I think he had some pretty strong starts for the Giants. It smells right. Like yeah. that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, no, actually, the, Lucas, year, the year before he was a disaster. No, he was. Twenty twenty one is the year okay. you're thinking. Twenty twenty one, he went. Uh, he pitched to a three eight three ERA and a one one eight WHIP. Lucas Giolito is eleven point eight. So two. I don't. I just. Too again, rich. Could it? Could it be? Sure. Should they be willing? Of course. Brad Keller. Do is, I? Uh, do I believe it? I will believe it when I see it. Brad Keller's three point seven million. Maybe Brad Keller ends up being the answer. Zach uh, Davies uh, is six million. Uh, some history there, but yeah. not a great guy. Wade Miley, eight million. Um, I can't believe Wade Miley's still a major league pitcher. We <laughs> where was Wade Miley last year? I had no idea that Wade Miley was, was still in the Milwaukee. I, I swear think? to God, I did not know that Wade Miley. He was, was with Milwaukee. That is. How did I not? Julio Teheran uh, is in the six million range. Right, now we're just naming. The, now we look, man. <laughs> I get <laughs> it. The joy of being a. Uh, what is this? This is the the bit where guys can just sit around and name sports people. Like, Cindergard at a uh, at eight million. Okay, okay, was not good last year. Um, I, it, Wade Miley actually. <laughs> Did you realize that Wade Miley last year pitched? Hang on a second. He pitched good in twenty three starts. There's only one hundred and twenty innings, right? Like he pitched only one hundred and twenty innings last year. So I don't know where he is injury wise, but he pitched to a three one four ERA and a one one three WHIP. I. I don't know what the story is on Wade Miley, baby. But that might be. Maybe the old reunion is afoot with Wade Miley. Tommy Malone. Sure. Reunion afoot. 
Um, anyway, look, I've said my piece about I don't need to, we don't need to spend any more time talking about Kyle Gibson. He was a guy that was here for a year that was okay, but was also a good guy, and I, I certainly one of the veterans that that had a had a role in establishing the culture of this team, and I'm appreciative of that, and I wish him well. I hope the Orioles can do better than Kyle Gibson next year. I'm I'm apprehensive. I'm I'm apprehensive about discussing any of it because they have to prove that they actually will do that until I before I believe it. That's just the entirety of the conversation. So I'm sorry for those of you that have been like, "Hey, you kind of haven't even talked about the Orioles offseason." Well, when it becomes relevant, we will. And that's just kind of the reality. When there is a relevant conversation to be had, we'll talk about the Orioles offseason. All right, today's show is brought to you by Superbook. Sign up right now at Superbook. Use the code GlennClark23. And when you do, you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Again, the code is GlennClark23. You get that same-day first bet match. The game's tomorrow. Right now it's Lions minus 7.5 against the Packers team that's been playing well of late. I would probably be inclined to to jump on the Pack. We're not going to pick the Thanksgiving games this week. I'd probably be inclined to sprinkle a little on the Packers tomorrow. I saw a stat the, uh, in Lions games in, on Thanksgiving Day in the past like 16, 16 years. Mm-hmm. I think favorites are 15-1 and one against the spread. But now the Lions are a favorite. The, they're three yeah, times the gonna, Lions have been yeah, a favorite. I was going to say they, they're that, three and zero. The three times they've well, been a favorite. But also the Lions last. stunk for many of those years. I just don't know that the I I I feel like the Packers deserve a little bit more credit for the way that they have played of late, and I think I'd be inclined to jump on that. It's Cowboys don't play well on Thanksgiving. I might take uh, twelve and a half Sam is Hallack. the twelve and a half is the number there. I mean, they did just lose to the Giants at home, uh, but they they don't have to worry about their showers, <laughs> I guess, tomorrow. Twelve and a half is the number there, and uh, it's the 49ers minus seven on the road in Seattle. Do we know about uh, Geno yet for tomorrow night? Good I question. thought he was going to play. I thought that was the the deal because he came back on Sunday, right? Like, yeah, I think he's going to play. It's an interesting number, minus seven on the road for the 49ers on a short week. So those are the numbers. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Joining us now here on GCR, he is a buddy of ours. You hear him on 105.7 The Fan. He is Mr. Cordell Woodland, and he is back with us. What's going on, brother? How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Glenn. Appreciate you having me. Everything good, man? What's uh, what's uh, what's going on in your world? Has this is So this will be the second Thanksgiving for your child, right? It would actually be the first. He made it through the first uh, Thanksgiving last year, he, so his birthday is on the 30th. So we got a lot of that going on, birthday party uh, this weekend, and just took some holiday pictures with him the other day, So uh, and he got blessed the other day. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about uh, Jackson this month. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at that. That's awesome, man. I love that, dude. That's very cool. All right, uh, before we get into the Ravens, I know you had Mike Elias on your show. We were just having this conversation, like, you know, I, I have no real emotions about Kyle Gibson departing because I would say, hey, you know, probably a bit of a disappointment last season, but also was a veteran and played a role in the culture that was established and obviously was a great dude and did wonderful things, so I, I do appreciate that to some extent. What I said was, like, I, I think the Orioles should be doing better than Kyle Gibson. I'm just... 
worried until I see that they do better than Kyle Gibson, but they're not going to do better than Kyle Gibson. And that's sort of the entirety of the way that I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's the hope, right? I think that they're hoping to be able to do better than Kyle Gibson. And when I spoke with Michael Elias, he made it clear that they're looking for, uh, you know, uh, rotation upgrades and back of the bullpen arms. Obviously, with Felix Batista gone uh, for the year due to that Tommy John surgery, so um, I just think the Cal Gip- the Cal Gibsons and the Jordan Lyles of the world, like I think the Orioles are out of that phase. You know, uh, they're out of that phase of trying to just bring in veteran guys to stabilize the rotation to be that you know emotional and vocal leader for their young pitchers in the clubhouse. I think now it's about winning it all. You know, they won the American League East last year, their first place in the American League, obviously getting swept to the Texas Rangers in the ALDS is not the way they wanted things to unfold. Um, And nobody's blaming Kyle Gibson, obviously, but pitching was a big part of their problem in that series, among other things. Um, So I I think for them, they're just out here trying to get the best players that they can, you know, that they can financially go after right now. Because obviously when you're talking about the Orioles and bringing in new pieces, money is going to be a big part of that conversation. But Michael Elias definitely made it clear they're looking for pitching upgrades. I guess the, you know, and this is so Griffin was going over the list with me because admittedly I have not done a lot of Orioles offseason content only because, again, it's an I need to see it to believe it type of thing. But he brought up like Marcus Stroman, um, and who is this from? Whose project projection was it? Spot tracks. Spot tracks projection yeah. was that he would get fifteen million dollars a year, and I'm like, I, I, I hate saying it. I, I just I don't believe that the Orioles will do. They have to prove to me that they would do that. Do you think that they will swim in the waters of fifteen plus million dollars a year for a pitcher? Oh, I mean. I can't definitively say that I believe it. You know, I, I, like you, I have to kind of see it to believe it. I I imagine that their payroll will increase. How much? I'm not sure. You know, they, they, they've got, at least in terms of positional players, they've got a nice amount of positional players already on this major league roster, already in their farm system. And, they, and Michael Elias made it clear he is not opposed to trading some of these prospects this offseason. They're, they're going to be a little more aggressive and, you know, trying to move some of these guys that he admitted is going to be tough to do because, you know, they are somewhat attached to some of those guys in their minor league system. So I, I think they'll use some of that uh, kind of ammunition to go out and maybe get some of these other guys available on the trade market. When it comes to the free agent guys that are going to be big money free agents, I just have a hard time imagining them going into those deep waters, you know, the, the deep waters of really breaking the bank. Um, it'd be great considering what the type of roster that they have, considering where they want to be, considering how their season ended this past year. But to be honest, those decisions go above Michael Elias and the head man in charge hasn't given us yep. a lot of confidence that he's willing to do that. That's the reality. I, I'm, we are together. We are simpatico when it comes to this. All right, Cordell Woodland, 105.7 The Fan, with us here on GCR. Cordell, um, the course of the story right now for the Ravens is Mark Andrews, and I guess I'll present it to you this way. What do you think this looks like moving forward? Do you, I, I don't think that anybody here is going to be Mark Andrews, but do you think it's 
a heavy dose of Isaiah Likely? Do you think it's a combination of Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler? Do you think this falls more on the wide receivers and that neither of these tight ends is likely to step up and, and be significantly different? What do you think this looks like as they try to replace one of the most important players on their roster? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, outside of Lamar, Mark Andrews is probably the, the least uh, player that they could afford to lose. Um, I, I think it's impossible to expect guys like Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler to replace Mark. Um, they'll be able you, – you hope that Charlie – I mean, that Isaiah Likely can at least give you something of what he gave you last year when he filled in for Mark Andrews. Um, but this is a different offense. Um, and Isaiah Likely has not looked very comfortable in this offense for the most part this year. Now, albeit, even last year, when Mark Andrews was there, you didn't really see a lot from Isaiah Likely. So maybe we will get to see that guy again now that Mark's gone. Um, but I do anticipate more of the workload being put on the wide receivers. I think we'll start to see more three, maybe even four wide receiver sets out there. Um, I, I think that obviously they like Nelson Aguilar. He's played well for them. Rashad Bateman, I think, is starting to heat up here over the last couple of weeks, finally finding the end zone on Thursday. And, I, you know, Beckham, Beckham and Lamar are really starting to cook over these last three games. So, um, and, and look, Jay is still a great talent. Uh, the, the targets for him have gone down, but now with Mark gone, you expect that to go up. So, I think that they'll lean more on these wide receivers to make plays. I honestly do. And, and they'll sprinkle in Likely and Kohler in there as well. I would also kind of be on the lookout for Travis Bokelek down the line, especially if one of Likely or Kohler aren't producing to the way that Hobbs would like. I feel like I, we're in about the same place. You brought up Bateman. I think he's the biggest wild card in all of this, right? Like, because Cordell, you still see it in doses. You're like, he's got everything. Like, all of the skills are there. And I've been almost a bit surprised that this connection that he had established with Lamar Jackson that hasn't carried over. I feel like he's the ultimate wild card for third down, for red zone, trying to replicate some of the things that Mark Andrews does so well. Obviously, he's not him. To me, he's the biggest wild card of how you could go about making up for Mark Andrews down the road, down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Rashad Bateman is clearly a talent. I don't know if he's at the wide receiver one that, you know, that they were hoping that he'd be. I don't know if he's that, but I, I also don't know that he's not. Yeah. Um, he's not getting a lot of opportunities this year. And over the last couple of weeks, he has made the most of the limited opportunities that he has gotten. I'd like to see what happens when Rashad Bateman gets five to six targets in the game. What happens? You know, I mean, he, he's coming out of games with two or three at most at this point. Um, so I, I do think they need to find ways to get him more involved because I think he can contribute more than he has to this point in the year. But he's got to get the ball. And now with Mark not out there, it will force Lamar to kind of go to some of these other guys, especially in third down situations in red zone situation. So that'll be the good thing. Um, I, people have talked about the chemistry with Lamar and Bateman. They're surprised that it's not better than it is right now. And I would just say that, you know, yeah, they, they spent a couple of years together now. This is Bateman, what, third year? But throughout those three years, or two and a half years to this point, um, both of he and Lamar have dealt with injuries. I mean, 
they haven't been on the same field, let alone the same practice field, but so much uh, in these last two and a half years. So I just think that's why you're seeing guys like Beckham and Flowers who have consistently been on the field with Lamar throughout this offseason um, and to this point in the year. I think that's why you see chemistry with those guys a little higher than Bateman right now. I get that. I understand that. I feel like this is an opportunity. I also think part of the problem when we talk about this, Cordell, is there's only one football, right? Like, you know, you uh-huh. can't I, – I, every time the, the focus shifts to someone else, right? Like you said something earlier. Everybody was in love with Zay Flowers to start the season. Well, all of a sudden – Odell Beckham gets a little bit more. They start sort of determining going that way, and we're saying to ourselves, well, what's going on with Zay Flowers? Well, Zay Flowers is still the same dude. Like, he still has all the same talent. And I haven't been disappointed by Zay or by Bateman or any of these guys. Like, I feel good about every single one of them. There's just only one football to go around, and they've been trying to feed all three of those guys and Mark Andrews and when the running backs have been on the field. That's a lot. And Nelson Aguilar has been in the mix. Like, that's a lot, and nobody's going to stand out in that capacity. Yeah, and you're talking about a team who still wants to run the ball. I mean, yeah, they're obviously throwing the ball more than they have in recent years, but they are still a a, a run a run running team. Um, And so you got to account for that. You got to account for the Lamar scrambles on some of the past plays. Um, And and I will say, I'm curious to see how the target share does get spread out now that uh, Andrews isn't there. It's not like Andrews has been getting the type of targets that he's gotten over the last couple of years, but he's still the go-to guy. Um, he's still the go-to guy, especially when they have to get a play, when they have to get a first down. He's looking at 89. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think Zay has done – it's still been really good. I'm still looking for them to open it up more with Zay. I think Zay is capable of doing a lot more than what they're asking him to do right now. I think he's an incredibly gifted route runner. Um, he's shown to have reliable hands, doesn't drop anything. Um, I, I'm, I'm ready for the next layer of Zay's game to open up. And to me, that's the deep ball. We're, start, we're, we're hoping Lamar starts to connect on some of these deep balls. I thought Lamar threw the, threw the ball probably as good as he has all year in that win over Cincinnati. Even some of his incompletions down the field were right on the money. So I, I think that if they could start opening up the deep ball to Zay, to Bateman, even to Beckham, who's, who they're not afraid to throw it to down the field as well. I, I think that will open it up for all of these guys to start eating more in that short to intermediate. All right. So, Cordell, right now the Ravens sit as the one seed in the AFC, but as everybody has pointed out, their schedule, despite the fact they still have the bye coming up, their schedule much more difficult than, say, the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a much easier schedule. So if the Ravens are to somehow get through this gauntlet and, and be the number one seed and get the bye and have home field in the playoffs, it will be because of what down the stretch? It'll be because they stayed healthy. It'll be because Lamar Jackson is still on the field every week because um, as good as I think this Ravens team is, as great as I think that defense is, we're having a totally different conversation if number eight isn't on the field. And so, you know, obviously with what's gone on the last couple of years, this is, this is the time of the year that everybody really got their eyes on Lamar. Um, so, and, and you look at the division, the Browns don't have a healthy quarterback. The Bengals don't have a healthy quarterback. The Steelers, they don't have a quarterback. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it really boils down to Lamar. Can Lamar stay available for his team? And I think he can. I think 
you know, he, he really showed a lot by coming back in that game Thursday night after hurting his ankle, you know, because everybody's holding their breath at that point. Even us in the media are holding our breath because we don't want to go through the same thing we've gone through the last two years with the Ravens and asking the same questions about Lamar and his game status. So we're all hoping Lamar is able to stay on the field, including the Ravens, because I think as he goes, obviously this team will go. And when you get into the postseason, if you're talking about even if you do have to get to the point to where you have to go to Kansas City or you get the one seed in Kansas City comes to Baltimore, you're not beating that team without your superhero, which is Lamar. You, you, in order to beat a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you've got to have your own kind of superhero that can make those same type of plays. And, and, and that's Lamar. So as long as he's healthy, I think they have a shot. You know, and obviously he was inclined to let you guys know that he was feeling just fine yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> he did yeah. the jig for <laughs> you. All right, uh, Cordell, uh, tomorrow morning, Reed and I are going to be on. Uh, I, I I don't know. When, you're, you're not on tomorrow. You don't have to work. How is it that Reed and I are the ones that are working tomorrow? Um, yeah, hey, look, man, they, they chose the good ones. They chose the yeah, good ones sure, for tomorrow. Something, something uh, like I, that. I'll be, on, yeah. I'll be on Black Friday, though, uh, from 9 to noon. So okay. I'll, I'll be taking over that. You, the you'll next be on morning. after us. So tomorrow morning, one of the topics Reed and I are going to do is how do you or your family do Thanksgiving better than everybody else? So... Give, mm. give me something that you would say you, your family do for Thanksgiving that's better than everybody else's Thanksgiving. Well, I, let alone the macaroni and cheese. I think my aunt's uh, mac and cheese, uh, thanks to thanks to my critiquing over the years, she oh. has gotten it to the point of, you know, it, it's invincible at this point. So I will first say the mac and cheese um, is something that sets it, sets it apart from everybody else's. But also... My family is very competitive. So when it gets to the after um, we eat and and stuff, yeah, we'll have football games and stuff on, you know, in the background. But we like to play a lot of, like, games, like charades or whatever the case is, maybe uh, uh, spades or something like that. But my family is very competitive. So whatever type of group game we can play, that's what's going down after we've got through the dinner, after we've gotten through the pies. You know what time it is. It's time to talk a lot of trash and try to beat some of your favorite favorite family members. I love this. I love this. At Cordell Woodland on Twitter is how you follow him. And yeah, Friday morning, 9 a.m., next time you're hearing him on uh, 105.7 The Fan. Always appreciate you, brother. Thanks for taking the time for us. Appreciate you, Glenn. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, dude. Cordell Woodland with us here on GCR. I did pick up Isaiah Likely in one league this okay, so in one league this morning I woke up and I I wanted Charbonnet, but he I didn't get him. But Likely was still on the board. This is the weird league where we have no IR spot, so like the the free agent wire is usually pretty good. There's normally something out there because nobody's stashing anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna be starting David Joku this week. This is the league where I'm still waiting on Dallas Goddard, who the news has been better on. Like there's there's the thought is that he might be back right after the four week window is up. So I said, what really is the difference right now for me trusting David Joku with that quarterback situation versus rolling the dice and taking a shot at Isaiah Likely? So I decided to drop Joku in favor of Isaiah Likely in that league. I'm not hmm. I'm not confident if I Well, I mean David Njoku does not play the Ravens anymore, so That's true. Correct. And he eats the Ravens yeah. alive. 
And everybody else is just sort of a guy. I'm not confident about it, but I wasn't going to be confident about David Joku. So, like, you know, why not give it a shot? He was there. He was waiting. My gut is David and Joku would still be available next week if I don't. Well, I would would need a tight end next week because I guess even if Isaiah likely hits, he's going to be on a bye. Damn it. I didn't think about that part of this. Ah, son of a bitch. Um, That's what it is. What are you going to do? But... I, I'm going to roll the dice and see how that goes. And I didn't have to use a waiver claim on him, so I'm fine with that. And then the the league where I had Mark Andrews and did put in a claim for likely, I also put in a claim for um, Odell Beckham because I was like, hey, if I'm going to put in one claim, you might as well put in the other. And then I felt stupid because I didn't get likely. Oh, I think I put one in for Charbonnet in that league too. Didn't get either. The only got Beckham out of it. And I was like, that was not worth a waiver claim. Like I should have sat on that one. A little bit longer, but we'll see. I don't feel I don't feel great about Isaiah Likely. When the people around, I do those like hits all over the country. I, he's not somebody I would be starting if if I had. I'm only starting him because I'm in tight end hell. If you're not in tight end hell, I'm not starting him over anybody else that I have any confidence in whatsoever. Yeah. Fortunately, I think I've, I've been pretty good at tight end across my leagues. I was able to pick up Kincaid pretty much everywhere where yeah. I was hurting. I've one league I have Trey McBride, and I'm like, Man, that's been yeah, that's been yeah. helpful, no doubt. I Kincaid is the option in the one league where I lost Andrew, so I'm feeling very good about that one. But you can of course go Taysom Hill as well. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know. It has been fairly consistent this year, but you just never know. All right, uh, today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show featuring special guest Patrick Ricard. And I am teasing you this. In segment number one of the show, you will hear... Patrick Ricard utter the most embarrassing set of phrases that anyone has uttered in the history of the Tyus Bowser show. And I've said some embarrassing things. I assure you, what you're going to learn about Patrick Ricard in this next segment will be much more embarrassing than anything you've learned about me. All really? right? Anything? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I did take two different girls to creed concerts yeah, one know. summer so i guess that it's the first thing I it's thought, it's yeah. in that conversation though it's in that category it is that embarrassing that's coming up next glenn clark radio hey ravens fans looking for the perfect new game day brew get a guilford baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank that's not all gather your flock next home game and check out guilford hall brewery's brand new bar the gilly nest located near section 505 no tickets no problem enjoy all ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in station north guilford hall brewery european tradition baltimore charm Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. 
Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? AJ Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox fantasy football analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at, wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. I got scenarios up on Facebook. I got to get them up on Twitter. I'm going to do that right now so that you can participate in Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show, actually, it's not brought to you by. Instead, just a reminder, no second Stand the Fan show this week. Uh, he, Ross, and Luke got together on Monday, and they get together every Monday to talk baseball. So if you missed it earlier this week, you can find it at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or go to YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Every Monday afternoon, Stand the Fan, Luke Jackson, and Ross Grimsley talking baseball, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. This is from last night. We were at Mother's North Grill in Timonium for segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show featuring Patrick Ricard. And welcome into the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan. We are live from Mother's North Grill in Timonium. My name is Glenn Clark. She is the NFL chick, Rita Hubbard. And can you keep that noise going for the host of our show? He is Mr. Tyus Bowser. 
Good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. And yourself? I am great, man. It is great to be back together. Great yep. to be after, here after a win. Yes. Definitely. All the things we like. All of Absolutely. those things we are good things. We're loving it right now. Today's show is brought to you by A.J. Michaels. What company has the expertise and technology to make your home substantially more energy efficient, comfortable, and even virus-free? That's A.J. Michaels Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis at ajmichaels.com. All right, Tyus, you got a uh, first-time visitor, despite the fact he's been on the team all three years. The first time that he's been out to hang out with us. You want to introduce everybody to him? Yeah, I don't think this guy needs too much of an introduction, you know. This is a pro bowler. How many? How many pro bowls? It's going to be my fifth straight. Going to be fifth straight <laughs> pro bowl. Speaking of into existence, yeah, we like that. One of the most feared fullbacks players in the NFL, and that guy's Pat Ricard. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, this is why, Ty, is you got to bring more offensive guys because the offensive guys come in and they are just ready. Like, we love yeah. the defensive players. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they got the, they got the but, energy to them. But look, at, look how Pat come in and just, he's ready. We he's love ready. that. He's meant for it. He knows what he's doing. He's got another life as a professional wrestler somewhere. I'm convinced of <laughs> I'm sure he does. Like, I know that for sure. That's Ben Cleveland, not me. No, yeah, Ben Cleveland. You think he's a pro wrestler? Yes. Oh, I guess because he sort of looks like Brock Lesnar. He's 6'8", 400, right. shredded, right. red, muscle everywhere. Yeah, that'll you work. That'll work. He'll be able to do that for sure. All right, uh, so as we said, it's good to be back together after a win. Um, you know, you guys, you guys went through some stuff against the Bengals last year, right? Like, down yeah. the stretch last season. You guys swept the Bengals this year. Yes. How good does that feel? No, first of all, we, first of all, say it again. You guys swept the Bengals. Clap last. that up. Clap it up now. Clap Who it that? up. How good does that feel? It feels great. I, don't, I can't really remember the time that we have swept the Bengals. Uh, we got a ton of respect for those guys, and they have a great, you know, group of guys on their side. So, you know, each week that we play them is going to be a battle. And, you know, We've had, you know, our wins, we've had our losses against them. So to be able to win, you know, there and at home, it's, it's a great feeling. No doubt. No doubt. Pat, I mean, come on, man. It doesn't get better than that, right? It's... Yeah, like Ty said, any divisional game, you know, regardless of record, it's, it's always tough. And, you know, those guys have been great the last couple of years. You know, even though we, we've had our good, great games in the past, I think they kind of forgot about that. So they're, you know, talking a lot of trash. After. We're gonna get, yeah. Do you want to go right to it? We can go right to yeah. it. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We're, we, we're going to get so, to that. We're yeah. going to get to it. We'll get to the beef. Yeah. So to, you know, sweep them, it's, it's a great feeling. You know, in this game we needed to win to get, you know, solidify us in the first, first place in the division. So it was, it was definitely a big win. And unfortunately, Joe got hurt. I wanted him to be healthy so that they had nothing to say after we beat them. <laughs> But it is what it is. So they had a lot to say. A lot. All right, we, lot we're gonna to have to go there, Rita. We're just gonna have no ah, choice. Yes, but we cool. gotta go it's right cool. to it. So for those of you that didn't see it, Pat kind of got dragged in. Pat was happy to jump into a little bit of the fray this week. It started with Jermaine Pratt getting after Patrick Queen. Jermaine Pratt said, 
Yeah, you were happy nine went down. They were attacking you. Good S. Of course, he didn't say S, but I'm not going to say that word. There's children present. Patrick Queen responds by saying, two catches is attacking? I'll never be happy that my boy went down because, of course, Joe Burrow, that's his LSU guy, right? Like, they love each other. Let me call 42 for you so he can take you to the sideline to the bench again where you belong. That's and, tough. And then he says that, and then Pat Ricard replies with his own gif to confirm exactly what Patrick Queen said. And that's my favorite part about it. When you have to use your own, when you use your own image to say, he said what he said, and I'm standing 10 toes down on that. <laughs> so you had no problem jumping into the fray. And... No, because what PQ said on Twitter is exactly what happened. I blocked him to the sideline, and while, yeah. I was, while I was blocking him, he was Can like, we good job, good job. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's a guy that always talks, especially against us. I don't know why he does, but he does, so I had to make sure that I let him know. No, Tyus, did you turn your mic off somehow? We'll, I'll, I'll fix that as we go. Um, yeah, there we go. We're good. Ty, Ty, you got it. You can't hit the button at the bottom. Too. My fault. This is, a, this is a new technology. Yeah, so right. Out. We're struggling with it. So, um, is that something that had been brewing for a little while? Maybe like, did, did those words need to be shared by everybody? Like, hey, we we all need to talk about it. And remind you guys what just happened over the course of these last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, Jermaine's a guy that is vocal on Twitter and PQ is as well. And I don't think PQ is going to let him just say all that stuff about us because he's been doing it for years because they've been beating us. So I just felt like I had to jump in a little bit because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and what he said was true. So I, I had his back That's on awesome. and off the field. Tyus, um, they didn't, might not have had Joe Burrow in the second half, but you guys didn't have Tyus Bowser for the whole game. So I'm pretty sure... Those two things equalize, right? I believe like, that. I believe they equal up. You know, I mean, I think I play a big part whenever I'm on the field, and so does Joe Burrow. So, I mean, I guess there's a balance between that part. So it's really just on who's on the field and what plays being made and what the score is at the end of the game. So Reed and I were talking about this after the game. It bothers me significantly. Like y'all didn't have Lamar for a couple games last year. Yes. I don't remember. game, we didn't have him. Right. The was, game before, we didn't have him. So, I mean. Was, uh, was Ronnie out there on no, Thursday night? No. Ronnie was. No, Ronnie no. was not out there. What about, like, Marlon? Marlon wasn't out there. Marlon wasn't out there. You weren't out there. I wasn't out there. So, like, the, the wins just don't count yeah. then? Is that the way it was? Like? I guess they don't count now. So, it's so weird. Everybody how has excuses. Everybody is complaining. You know, it's a little soft nowadays. So. <laughs> yeah. The goalposts goal always with. swing when it doesn't fit the narratives that you're trying to portray. And that's how I see it. Because when they were happy about winning a playoff game against a Pro Bowl quarterback, yes. but a backup nonetheless, yes. that was okay. That was okay. But we can't feel happy that you guys won because Joe Burrow didn't play. But he played in the first one. Yeah. So does that one count? I mean... You can say whatever at this point. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we won. That's all that matters. Scoreboard. That's Scoreboard. what matters. Exactly. Scoreboard. 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 That's all that matters exactly at the end of the day. No doubt. So I, I had the opportunity of being at the game on Thursday, and one of my favorite things about 
primetime games is that it really feels like everybody is just amped up. They come out and it is a party. And, and, and I don't know if you guys had heard this, but Patrick Mahomes was on, uh, he did the Manning cast, right. and he said that Seattle and Baltimore were the two places that really get going you toughest, know, toughest tough, the toughest atmosphere is to play. And I felt like Thursday's game solidified Patrick Mahomes and what he said about how hard it is to play. They had multiple timeouts that they called. They had some pre-snap penalties. I mean, the crowd was on fire. How do you guys feel about playing on primetime? Because, you, you know, you only have one here. You have two primetime games, but they're away. But how does it feel to play at night in the dark with the black on and everything going on? I feel like it's a different energy. It's a different part of you that comes out that, you know, that doesn't come out because, you know, you have 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock games. So, you know, it's football at the end of the day, but it's something when them lights come on at nighttime and you aren't all black, especially when you're playing against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, like you said, a divisional opponent. There's just a there's that small part of you that comes out that's like, man, it's – it's go time, you know, and not only as a player, but as a fan, you know, everybody's feeling that same exact way because, I mean, the crowd on Sundays is amazing, but it's something about when them lights come on at nighttime that everybody is on the same page. Everybody is in that same mindset of going out there and just letting it all out. So it's, it was fun, man. It was awesome to experience that. Pat, do you guys feed off of our energy when, when it's – fired up and 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 you know it's everybody's going and and everything is just the energy is right do you guys feel that and does that go through you in terms of like how you guys are on the sideline or how you guys are on the field yeah i mean it's kind of hard not to get all jazzed up and ready to go when there's thousands and thousands of people just screaming at you so like yeah to piggyback the other question it's like Thursday night and Sunday night or Monday night, you're like, you're the only game on. Everyone's watching you. So, like, that alone should get you ready to go. And then for it to be a home game, it's like, there's nothing better. You know, you have all day to be at the facility that yet Thursday morning, had some meetings, a little walkthrough. We have our tubs and all that. And what are the Bengals doing? What are, you know, away, away teams doing? They're just at the hotel all day, sleeping, and they don't have all the stuff that we do to get ready to go. And then, you know, we're in our city, we're driving down, we feel the excitement, you, you see all the people. And, and then it's just like, you know, I think Baltimore alone, it's like one of the best stadiums to play in. And then especially a primetime game, they turn off all the lights, everyone has their bracelets on, it's going crazy, and, and they do a great job with all the videos. And, just the fans just going absolutely nuts. And it was a divisional game, so it's even amped up even more. So it's like those are the games you remember. And, you know, especially when you have a win like that, it's, it's very special. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a great time, that's for sure. Did anybody get to meet Big Boy? Did anybody, Tyus, you no. did you try to seek him out at all? I, no, I was, I was pretty much just chilling. You man. Know? So I was, yeah, I was good. Man, you, wasted, the you didn't get to meet Rod Wave. You didn't get to meet Big. What are you doing, bro? I have family in town. Uh, so yeah, I, I was yeah, around yeah. my family, uh, you know, right. I had a good time with them. So I'm sure they would have hated to meet Big Boy. I'm sure that would have been. I'm pretty sure they had a better chance of getting close to him than, than you did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I didn't even know. I don't even know who he is. Wait, really? So I came out at halftime, and I'm like, who is this guy singing right now? Someone's like, it's Big Boy. I'm like, 
Who's that? Are you serious? But did you know no who idea. Outcast was? No idea. I still don't know who he is. You, did you know who Outcast was? Yeah. Okay, so then you know who Big well, who Boy is. Who let the dogs is. out, right? Is Outcast? Who let. No? Oh, no? No, no? who's that? <laughs> oh, Pat. Pat. Sorry. You said who let the dogs out? Isn't the Outcast? Oh. No. Who, all right, what's the Outcast song? Oh, they have so many. You they name have one. Yeah, for sure. So fresh, so, so fresh and so clang, clang. Yeah. Ain't they have. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Okay. Oh no. Oh my God, Outcast is one of the best groups of all time. Roses really smell like boo, boo, boo. Okay, I know that song. Yeah, roses. <laughs> I still don't know who Big Boy is though. So. <laughs> Bro, what man. just happened? He said, who let the dogs out? How, how are we I, I don't even come know up? who sings that, by the way. It's a funny thing, because either. that was that I, was a 2000s song yeah, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. I have no idea. I can tell you, because my kids like it. It's a group called the Baja Men that I assure it you is the Baja are man. not in the same category. I was listening to that when I was watching Disney Channel. Bro. I had that, that plan. I'm really not sure how we move on from this. I'm, I'm really not, sure, not sure how we go to, like... <laughs> Other question, Pat. <laughs> everybody, thank Pat for coming out. <laughs> it is the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box 1057, The Fan. Hey, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Um, so, a lot of good news. And then, uh, but the bad news besides Pat Ricard confusing outcast with the Baja men. <laughs> The bad news, of course, is that uh, Mark Andrews goes down. Again, that one apparently doesn't count in Jermaine Pratt's eyes. That one isn't. Yeah. It's just their guy. That's the one that counts. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's devastating, right? This is Mark Absolutely. Andrews that we're talking about. Yeah. But beyond just who he is as a football player, Tyus, could you, you know, he was out here, did a show with us. Could you talk about what Mark means as part of like the heart and the soul of this team. Yeah, just like you said, he's he's the heart of this team. Just his mindset, just his integrity, his leadership, his hard work, his dedication, sacrifice, everything that he puts to this team, man, is it's gonna be missed. And you know, not only just his play on the field, you know, speaks volumes, but the type of person, the type of man that he is, you know, speaks volumes as well. Like, if you ever get the chance to be around, you get the chance to know him. Like, you'll run through a wall for that guy just because he'll do the exact same for you. Wow. You know, and, you know, I'm going to definitely miss him. You know, I'm praying nothing but, you know, healing, you know, towards him. And, you know, he's going to be back soon. I know he's going to come back even stronger than ever because I just know the type of guy he is. And I know he's in, I know he's working hard. I know he's getting his mind right to come back, you know, as soon as, pop, as soon as possible, whenever that is, to come out there and dominate like he's been doing for the past several years. I mean, maybe in the Super Bowl, right? Like, maybe in the Super Bowl, maybe man. Maybe not. I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. Why not? I love that. I love everything about it. Claim it. So, Pat, you know, obviously at the fullback position, you, you're versatile in the sense of you can do so many things. You do H-back, you can block like a lineman, but you can also do some tight end things. Can we expect to see more? You know, Mark Andrews can't be replaced. He's a guy that is, you know, he's one of one. He's, he's one of the generational tight ends that we've seen. But because of his absence, can we see more Project Pat doing tight end things? So 
him and I have a little bit of different skill sets. <laughs> you can catch the ball, I though. can catch the ball, but I'm not running routes like he does. Well, so okay. We have guys to do that, so I don't anticipate my role really changing that much, and maybe I'll be asked to do a little bit more to kind of fill in what he was doing. But no one's going to be able to do what he did. So I think the roles that are going to be increased is going to be the you know more of receiving tight end. So Isaiah likely is in the second year, along with Charlie Kolar. I think both those guys are going to get a lot more looks. Uh, and we brought in a guy today, Scotty Washington, on the practice squad. So I'm, those are the guys that are going to absorb Mark's role. Um, you know, and I'm going to do my my best to be there for those guys, be the leader in the room, because I am in the tight ends room. We don't have a fullback room for some reason. I don't know why, but so, yeah. I don't have, it's, I don't it's have a, an outside linebacker room either, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just all lumped in together. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge blow to the team. But I know guys are excited for the opportunity to make a name for themselves. The two I named are two second-year guys who – my opinion are, are great players. I think Isaiah likely can start anywhere in the league. He just gets overshadowed by Mark, and rightfully so, right? So, you know, plan to see Isaiah and Charlie expand in roles more, and and uh, don't be expecting me to run all these routes and get Wait, the ball as much as him. Wait, we're not throwing, you're not throwing jump balls to you yeah. in there. No, I, I know my role. I know why I'm here. <laughs> Maybe I'll play defense again, but probably not. Oh man, man. All right, um, but before we wrap this segment, Tyus, uh, just because we're talking about Mark, we, just a couple of weeks ago, when Jadeveon was out here, we had a whole conversation about hip drop tackles, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you were talking about, man, what are we going to do, outlaw everything? Yeah, man, I mean, it's football at the end of the day, and, you know, unfortunately injuries happen, and, you know, I kind of just mentioned just how, you know, in situations like that, just being able to um, kind of run through different tackles and things like that to maybe avoid those small, you know, little tackles, things like that to where, you know, you can you can get your foot out of a certain situation or leg, whatever the case may be, arm, just because you're finishing through the play. So, um, I mean, it's football at the end of the day, and, you know, injury is going to happen. But uh, like I said, man, I know Mark is going to come back stronger than ever, and I'm excited to have him back. And, um, you know, just healing, you know, God's work towards him. So. I'm, I'm not going to try to start a fight here, but, Pat, I know you were asked about it after the game, and were, you think that maybe it's something that needs to be looked at a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, statistically speaking of those kind of tackles and if offensive guys are getting injured by it, then maybe you got to look at it. But if it's, like, Every once in a while, because, you know, you got to look at it like a cowboy collar tackle, right? So someone grabs you the back of your shoulder pads and pulls you down. That used to be legal. Yep. But then guys probably started getting hurt, injured from it, so they had to make a, a rule change. Yeah, Roy Williams made a career out of those tackles. Yeah, so, you know, personally speaking, like, being a defensive guy in the past, like, it's very hard to tackle grown men running full speed trying to score. So you have to do everything you possibly can to bring a guy down. So... If you're wrapping someone up and the only way to bring them down is by get their legs caught up, that's what guys do. And unfortunately, guys get hurt by doing it. So I don't know if it's a – I don't know if you coach anything differently or if you have to tweak the rules so that doesn't happen. But then again, it's like if you can't do that, guys are going to wrap up and just get 
driven another five, ten yards every single time. So it's yeah. just it's hard. It's football, and you know it's we're thinking about player safety, but it's such a violent sport that sometimes it's cost of doing business, I guess. No, so I get it's it. difficult, yeah. I get it. Yeah, Especially it, as a defensive player, too, when your objective is to get the guy down, regardless right. of how to, you know, the legal way. And like you said, like the collar, tackle, I mean, you talk about equipment. That's the guy's equipment. And, right. You know, compared to just simply grabbing a guy, tackling him. So, I mean, it's just one of those very, you know, interesting, you know, questions that you got to figure out the best solution to. And... You know, hopefully we do that, but I hope we, I hope that we don't lose the, you know, integrity of the game as well. All right. So would you all please make some noise one more time? Tyus Bowser and Pat Ricard. Hey, if you, if you missed him at the last Tyus Bowser show, you can meet Justin Matabike on Tuesday, December 19th at Wise Markets in Haverty Grace. A VIP autograph ticket will cost you a donation, a $25 donation to Great Eights Memorabilia's Project 500 Gifts Toy Drive, which is doing really incredible work this holiday season. It's a win-win. You can get your autograph tickets right now, greateightsmemorabilia.com with the number eight. Hey, and a special thanks to Geno Stone as his signing event last week helped Great Eights pass out 640 Thanksgiving feasts today for those in need which is awesome. When we come back in, speaking of good work, these two guys have done a lot of good work. I want to talk to them about all of that. And We will get uh, to you uh, segment number two on Friday at, uh, as part of Glenn Clark Radio and segment number three. And you can always watch or listen to the entire show. We'll have it all up at glennclarkradio.com. You can go find it at pressboxonline.com. And uh, YouTube and Facebook. But that was segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show. And I'm not sure how I, I don't know what to say about Pat Ricard. That was one of the most painful. It it hurt me so much, I couldn't even keep making jokes about it. Like, if you go back and listen to the aftermath of that, like, I, I'm puzzled by it, and then I just sort of sit there flummoxed for a second. Like, what? What? I feel like you just admitted to a crime. Like... What you just said, you thought that Outcast did. Who let the dogs out? I mean, what is the point of life? <laughs> like, what? What is going on here? He's a football player. He, uh, I understand that, but there are some things within society that just should be touchstones. Focuses on football. God you know? damn, man, that was. And he didn't have to say that. That's the other part about it. Pat could have just come out and kept that to himself. When I said, did anybody meet Big Boy? He could have said, nope. And that would have been the end of it. And we would have never known. The world would have never known the shame of Pat Ricard. Again, well, Credit great, to him for... Uh... Great guy. Yeah! <laughs> you know, there are certain things that I would say, you can't waterboard out of me. That would be one that I would like to hope you couldn't have... There, Bruce Cunningham tells a story. And the first time he told it to me, I said, Bruce, you love to tell stories, and I love listening to tell you, sto- to you telling stories. Never tell that story again. It involves a honey-baked ham and somehow him accidentally eating dog poo. What? Yep. I want to straight shoot. So are you going like, to protect him and not tell the story? I, or? He can tell the story. So I should ask he's, him about it? He's told it on the air. <laughs> Every time we've talked about it, I said, Bruce... 
I, there are plenty of things. I sh- maybe I should be embarrassed to share the fact that I went to two different Creed shows in one summer, right? Like that's very embarrassing. But like I'll live. The part where you consumed dog poo, I would. I, they could be torturing me, and I would say you're not getting it out of me. That one would be one. And not knowing who Big Boy is and voluntarily suggesting that Outcast did who let the dogs out would be at the top of my... And again, I love Pat Ricard. I, I bless him. Does wonderful things for our community. I'm so glad that he is involved with Show Your Soft Side. It makes me very, very happy. He's wonder, been wonderful for my kids. My kids like have met him a million times now. I love Pat Ricard. But God damn... That was a difficult moment. I am. I'm still not sure. I am. I'm. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Right. Scenarios are up for Would You Rather Wednesday. Ackland Clark Radio on Twitter, so that you can participate in them. I would encourage you to go do that. And don't forget the Project Game Day returns this Sunday night. Myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, the whole crew. After Ravens Chargers, come hang out with us. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Project Game Day is brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Come hang out with us just as soon as Ravens Chargers ends on Sunday. All right, what's uh, what's the story here? Um, it should be here by, uh, by, by, uh, the, by, the, by the quarter of the hour, you know, quarter after. I'll believe it when <laughs> I see it. Maybe, maybe when we come back in, it'll be penalty payment time. If not, we'll go over Would You Rather Wednesday. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors. Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. 
For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, back in here on GCR as we can continue along here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. And as I mentioned, the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. You can check them out there. Get in. Somebody's going to win a T-shirt of their choice. My friends at Birdland Sports, as always, check them out birdlandsports.com appreciate them helping us and they got a lot of great holiday gifts available some wonderful stocking stuffers for the Baltimore sports fan in your life so check out birdlandsports.com and appreciate them uh, being with us for would you rather wednesday all right so uh, so the eagle has landed is that <laughs> he is, is that? he is uh, he's currently i guess uh, what circling and about to land Actually, I just saw him. He is he is landing. So you think he's going to be able to figure out where yeah, we are? Yeah. Yes. God, uh, it's been a long time since Kyle Ottenheimer has been a part of the show. For those that don't know, Kyle was the original uh, when when the radio station went under in 2014. I I had no idea what I was going to do, right? But started talking to some folks and had this idea. Remember, in 2014, th- there was not. This era of podcasting, this era of live streaming, it had not begun yet. And so I had this thought of, well, what if we just kept doing the show, but we didn't do it on the radio? And I would say that to people, and they'd be like, what? (laughs) Like, what is that? But I was invited to come do Inside Press Box, which was on ABC2 at the time. And it was Stan the Fan Charles and Gary Stein that hosted that show. And Kyle had interned for them at one point, and they had invited him to come on the same show. And I had never met Kyle before. And we just started chatting, and I told him what I was looking to do, and Kyle was like, I'm in. And I had never met the guy before, and he was ready to 
jump in head first in this new venture with me. And I'm like, the hell? Okay. And there was a bit of a, uh, we started doing it. Then we had a bit of a hiccup because Kyle was still working at ABC2 at the time. And they were like, yeah, we have a moonlighting policy. You can't do that. So we had to throw Kyle off the cliff and say that he was dead. But then a couple months later, he was so dedicated to what we were trying to do that he left his job at ABC2 and took a different job so that he could do it. And uh, that always meant a lot to me. And uh, we have remained friends to this day. You only got one? Myself. I'm not gonna have more leftover McFlurry. What no, you, you need Griffin's need has to do it too. Do you think there's not enough ice cream in this for us both to put it on two hands? I wanted it to be the entire McFlurry. That oh man, that I wanted nice. it to be the entire I've McFlurry. Seen the pictures. I this is you. This is, this is exactly. This is absolute did you BS. did you get two burgers? No, I only got one burger. I don't. I never know with you. I only got one burger. I never know. I was here. I was saying nice things about Kyle, <laughs> and then it took all of three seconds for him to be back for me to remember what so, I have to deal with. With I him. have something to talk about with this. Do you though? Yeah, I do. So I watched that silly review that somebody posted on the thread when we were like in at risk of having to eat these burgers, which <laughs> thank goodness I'm doing it. And he was talking about how bad it was, of course, because it's well, not it, going to be good. First of all, it's not going to be good, and it's also no, an ab- it's an abomination. I'm not saying it's not. It's, there's it's, no, no part of me is making every, an argument every day here we that it's not. Further from God. Well, sure, that's yes. a given. And so he's talking about how it just tastes like onions, pickles, and ice cream. Well, that's right? Sort of. What right. else was Hold it going to taste like? Hold on, like? let me keep going. The picture on Jameson Williams, this yeah. whole, the started, this madness, there are no onions visible at all. None whatsoever. There are only pickles on the top not, half of the bun. You're not taking the onions off. No, what I did was got one with onions, one without. We're going to cut it in half. You look at the picture. You tell me if I'm wrong. You tell me if I'm wrong. I actually wanted to know. Remember what I said to you? Remember what I said to you? It is a Do you remember what I said to you? Do you remember that conversation? <laughs> this is what I get. This is why we you didn't. You said I'm a good guy? We didn't leave. I was trying to, and then you well, came I, this in This isn't mutually and exclusive. And I remembered what I had to deal with at all times. This isn't mutually exclusive. This is what I had to deal with All constantly. I'm saying is, pull the picture, please. I beg you. I don't, I don't care about the picture. Oh, do you We agreed care? to eating a double cheeseburger with a McFlurry on Did it. Did we also agree to putting an entire McFlurry? Because when was that part of the deal? Whatsoever. I'm pretty sure we didn't say a half a McFlurry, Kyle. Look at, I'm pretty sure it never came up in conversation. This I don't, is I don't know small. what we said. Tell me what we said. This is a small. Did we say? Did we say half a McFlurry, Griffin? I mean, did we that just come said up? we just said a McFlurry burger. I said you dumped the McFlurry no, on the you burger. You didn't say that. That's what we said. You didn't say you, you didn't. There will oh, still be more than enough. You're talking about oh, semantics. I, you know, I'm a king of semantics. Yeah, oh, dump the McFlurry <laughs> on the burger first. I was gonna, if I dump this upside down, you know it's just gonna funny? be Oreo crumbs I was gonna falling let you participate out. in Would You Rather Wednesday. I just decided I don't want that ever. I don't care. I don't ever want to deal with that again in my life. I can't believe how much my life was bad. We have a radio producer now who's just as bad as you. Oh my God, he might be even worse. My buddy. His Kevin. voice isn't as good as mine. He's not as good. But I'm telling you, when it comes to Would You Rather Wednesday, every time. Well, what if, what if it's snow? Shut up and answer the question! You're you all right there? Not you. What's oh, okay. lady? No, I know. Oh, okay. oh no, sorry. I guess I'm not a. It's good to see you, too. I was so just trying to say about how much I loved you. And I do love you. you. I don't. Well, I love you. You come in here and. You kinda, I was. I, think I took that, the onions off one of them. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're like, I knew that this would be a thing, so that's why I got it's, one it's with a onions. Thing. I'm gonna try the one with onions. I'm gonna try the one with that. We're cutting them in half. I want to see if one's better because my theory is Jameson Williams does not get onions on that. Look at the picture. No onions visible. No one asked. I don't care if they asked. You know I don't care if they asked. This is like, this is like when my son. I, I swear to God, <laughs> I said to my son, it's 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 time it's time to go to bed, and he'll say, I, I'm reading a book. I say, no one asked you that. <laughs> that did not come up in conversation. I know there are some listeners out there. Paul, 
and John, who are like this. I missed this anger from oh, Glenn. God. Like Griffin doesn't get under his skin the way that Kyle does. Not at all. And I think you miss it a little. Almost no one does. I think that people miss it's it. It's you, my kids, and my wife. That's the list of people. Well, that get, you know, that's also a list of, of people me. you love. So oh, God. I'm right. happy to be on Griffin, it. Griffin, go get whatever we need from the kitchen in order. Okay. To I got a knife. Don't worry. All right. But I think we I might think need we a might plate. Plates. It's going to be a little messy, I think. You were thinking we're going to put an entire McFlurry did you on the burger before you came in here today. Of course, by the I way. did. All right. What do you mean? What kind of question is that? Why would it be any different than any other day? You what are you are on one. What is uh, what's going on with you? What is your deal? You know, I would say, what can I plug for you? Yeah, you know, life. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your deal? What is my deal? Yeah. What's your deal? Michigan's doing well. You yeah, know, you nothing are... to complain about. <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. Nothing really going on that I can feel bad about. There. Yeah, everything's going great. God, you know. Of course, he's excited about. Hit my little parlay for the baseball season. Oh, did you? What was your parlay? It was Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll, Rookie of the Year. Look at that. It was you 250 bucks on it to win like 3800 How are you swimming in waters where you can make $250 bets? You might need to call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was employed. Oh, you were employed. Yeah. Right. What do you mean? Has that been able to carry you through the, the it season? It helps, of... actually. It does help. Right. Yeah, it does yeah, help. Fair enough. No, it absolutely helps. Yeah. The season of uncertainty that's yeah, no, followed no, up. No, no, no. But um, how yeah, much think... did your time here derail your professional ambitions? Um. How much? No, I got some experience, quote unquote. Experience, quote unquote. Doing what? I was quote unquote a board producer. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that. And no, I think quote unquote a board producer. (laughs) Um, When did you do that? It was a thing I did. He sat behind. There were some buttons. There was like gains. (laughs) And there's a lot of buttons we didn't know what they did. Yeah, there were way more of those. (laughs) Way more of those. Oh God. Is there a new board now? I don't know. It might be the same board. Actually. That's the same board. It is I recognize board. that it's board. The same board. Still some buttons. We don't know There's what to do. There's way more bells and whistles involved. This is now. the plate you got. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be big enough. What is this? This, what, this is a bread and butter the, plate. The plates are not like they're, oh, okay. they're not. You got all one for yourself at yeah, least, yeah, yeah. but we're going to use yours to cut them up, okay. I guess. All right, yeah, all right. This let's sucks. get let's get to this. Let's let's. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. We're wasting your time when we're the ones that have to eat. This monstrosity. That's part of the reason why I want to get to it, so that you have time to eat this monstrosity. Time to eat it. What do you mean? We don't have to eat the whole thing, do we? Eat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Is this I the one? Whatever. Up. We'll figure it out. I can't. Are you I right can't over there? Who? <laughs> if any of you are interested in a career <laughs> where you become the producer, leave and come back, and somehow I fire you again. You didn't fire I me didn't fire first, him time. The first time. I wish I did. That would have been fun. I wish, what just for the fun of it, it would have been neat if I would have fired you. If anyone, yeah, I fire you this time. If anyone would like it. that. What is, why are. What do you mean, what am I doing? I need to put the ice cream on it. Does it not make sense to take the bun off before I cut it in half? My stress level is. Maybe you should take a breather. It's significant. I can't, I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> you don't have to. I'm gonna I, re- be... I really, I really like, do you like Nate Bargetsy? Yeah, he's the man. He's I saw great. him um, he's at great. the Lyric a couple years Did ago. you really? Yeah. I love Nate Bargetsy. I swear to God. Every time he gets to a part in his shtick where he's like, I'm not going to live like this. It just, it makes no, me he's so a, happy. He's so great. You don't even realize he's, he's a, a clean comedian like, until you were told. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't right. cuss. He and doesn't like, cuss. Wait, and it's, oh, I guess you're but right. It, but he's not like trying to thump the Bible at you. He's just Oh, trying. you missed that? You didn't see that one? Yeah, I didn't, apparently <laughs> I missed that one. He did a bit in his last special about how Christian his parents were, and it was very funny. His he's, parents are, his dad's like a magician. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and, a, and a clown. Or he's like a clown that became a magician or something. Like, God, I love Nate Bargetsy. He's right. amazing. Forward the, to this. the bit, the bit that <laughs> Nate, I, we're just doing Nate Bargetsy bits now. So the bit where he's like, because he and I are very similar in this, where he doesn't know anything about how his house works, like he has no like manly capabilities. Comes, yeah. It's like, where's your water cooler? And he's your like, half. he's like, 
I don't think we Thank have you. one. The water heater, yeah. Water, yeah, where's your water heater? It's exact, yeah. Where's your water heater? Oh, like, I would like to so, buy one from you right suddenly, now. Can suddenly we? I'm in a whole, it's a whole thing. I don't know, tough time for water heater. <laughs> Make sure you're getting pictures. Make sure. We're, oh, thanks for that extra pickle there. Appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be good for you. You need. You oh, need that's a, your plate. You need a, no, 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 take it. You take the that other one. Day, I don't want the extra The other pickle. day was National Pickle Day. So you Do you want some that. McFlurry while no, we're at I it? No, I don't want any McFlurry. I want to know that you put enough McFlurry oh, on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Does the, the, the excess of McFlurry on this wrapper right now and it's seeping all over this well, burger. Well, it doesn't help if, if it's on the wrapper, Kyle. Yeah, it never. doesn't put the delicious tricks get crackers in my mouth. Now, does it? I, I want to make sure that there is plenty of McFlurry on this burger. I want it to be overwhelmed with Don't McFlurry. Don't you worry. I'm worried about it. I've seen your act before. It's a pretty I, good act, though. It's not that. It's not as good as Nate Bargetzi. Remember when I did this, the Jaws monologue? I did That one was your finest hour. I, I, you know what? Of all the things you did on this show, <laughs> the Browns are going to win six games the year that well, they won. Well, they did. Oh, and they, a couple years later. I think I said more than six. Didn't I say eight? I, I didn't. I think I said eight. I think you, the bet was, or the, the guarantee. Whatever happened to that book? Maybe if you told me there were delicious Triscuit crackers, I could have enjoyed them with you. I was, I was in the that's other not, room. That's not the line. That he is, is, the line he is, is he it doesn't put like the delicious now? Triscuit crackers in my mouth. What did, what, what did, he, what did he get a little NPC we're, thing? We're struggling yeah. with this. <laughs> we're working on it. We're trying to get there. I never had one of those. Well, I had the sounder of you saying you were a big Hanson fan, and I did enjoy playing that. Yeah, you sure did. I was a, did somebody tell me that they went the they went a little uh, they might be a little MAGA they might be a little they might have gone that route that would be uh, that'd be sad if that were the case they did have blonde hair and blue eyes yeah, fit the bill they do um, fit the bill all right is this enough for your liking is this enough McFlurry on this burger I feel like it could use more McFlurry it's a pretty thick I layer feel like it could use more McFlurry I feel like you are the bun is resting I atop feel, McFlurry I I had. An entire thing of mayonnaise poured on me. I had mayonnaise. Poured on you? No, you yeah, didn't. That Not that. I had mayonnaise in my grundle for like a week. A week. But when is, that's a Tuesday Leah, for you. you. Leah, you want the rest of the McFlurry? <laughs> please take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yours. Please. The McFlurry is yours. You don't have to eat the burger. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's the abomination. Of course. All right. Griffin. How did Leah react when she saw you? Is she like she was, she she was thought she saw a ghost? She was like, like, she was like, "Is he back here to shoot the place up? Like, what's going on here?" And it's melt. Come on, we got to get to it. Eat the burger. Oh yeah, it's we- melting. It's melting. Right, Eat Griffin, the burger. Cheers. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. This like, is the, did you uh, take pictures? Yeah, I did. I did. This I is the no onion one. No onion one. That what I'm doing right here. Eat it before it drips everywhere. I'm doing the onion one. I think. Yeah, I'm doing it. Let's go. I'm afraid you're both going to say you like it. I'm well, terrified that you're both going to say it's it's good. Oh. I'm not hearing. Just chewing. I mean, it's, it's not good, but it's not awful. It needs more McFlurry. That's <laughs> There wasn't enough McFlurry on it. Let me rub it in the, the remnant hold uh, my... This is very disappointing. Yeah, this is I would a, never do it again. This is a, yeah, no. yeah. It's yeah, also too sh- much work. All like right, so what it, what is it? That, describe what it is that you're tasting as your as your I a wanna, burger, a burger, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. It's still a burger. You definitely taste the burger, and then but it's a McDonald's predominantly sweetness after the burger, right? So like you vanilla, get, very vanilla. It's burger first. Yeah, burger first, and then you get then all of a sudden it's overwhelmed by the uh, yeah, and then you'll get like cho- like a chocolate chunk of Oreo or something, <laughs> a little bit of that yeah, in there, right. but like. Could you see? I how think someone... Elvis probably would have liked this. You know what I mean? He 
I don't, was he an ice cream man? I know he was the of banana. He, he was, liked dude. the banana peanut butter. Yeah, you saw him in his later years. Of course, oh, he, he was liked an ice everything. Cream man. Right, I understand that. It did get it got away from him. Could you see why a human being would choose to consume this? Like, mm, no. Okay. I don't think I could. Right. I, I, Some people really like sugar on everything, like on rice. Do we have to worry about you? Are you going to go into shock or something as you consume? Am I diabetic? Yes. No. Okay. Like I don't on know, rice. Man. I don't know how these things work. Or like their spaghetti, they put a lot of sugar on it and stuff like that, right? Psychopath. Some people's What's palates. Wrong? What's wrong with you? Like who was that one prospect who like loved baked beans and just ate plates yeah. and plates and plates of baked beans? I don't like, remember this Before story. every game, he eats a plate full of baked beans. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was like, either a college guy. Maybe he didn't make it to the pros for some reason. Who knows? Uh, um, for some reason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the baked onion beans. one. Oh, no. You already yeah, had the onion one. We, it's melting everywhere. We this gotta, is what ice cream does. Do you have McDonald's know, in the studio? How does that work? We got to eat it quickly. God. This is what happened. They uh, lost the side yeah, bet. It, For those that don't know, they not. lost their side bet on picks last week. They were uh, they were both three was, and six. I was able to do it, I think, for like a half a burger. Yeah, going in for sec for a second half of the burger, definitely not. It's impacting you now? Yeah. Like, I don't, well, it's, eh, impact might be a strong word, but it's like. It's I still, just don't want I to. I would, I would never elect to eat this. Ever. Why would you ever? But this is not as painful as some of the side bets. No, that no it's made. why I agreed to do it. You know I like sweet and savory, right? Like, I'm a proponent of sweet and savory. I think that breakfast sandwiches should have oh jelly God, on them. Oh, God. I, so I, I couldn't respect okay, you. Sue me. You didn't hear what just happened. I, you think you think I've lost respect for you. Oh, no. That was a bad bite. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? It was, like, a, it was the same bite as everything heavy else. Heavy on ketchup on that bite. Oh, oh, oh. That's no good. That's a lot of sugar. That's a lot of Different sugar. Different kinds of sugar, yeah. too. It's like, this one's not really sugar, uh, but it is. Did you, uh, you didn't happen to hear what we learned about Pat Ricard, did you? <laughs> I, as, in the words of Matt Judon, nobody listens to you, Glenn. <laughs> he did say that. God, that was funny. When did he say that? That was so funny. <laughs> Man, I miss that guy. Yeah, I was, love that. Really funny. That guy was amazing. It was really funny. At least with a coach now, let's you know flourish. God, man. Um, so, I I well, I just set up a question like, um, you know, you know what dummies like me, you know, are saying about whatever it was, and Matt impeccably said, nobody listens to you, Glenn, and it was so perfect. It was just so flawless that it meant the world to me. You good? Yeah, I you're gonna be all right. Bit, good bit of ketchup. Are you gonna go into some sort of shock? No, no, I won't. Like now, I'm worried that we the, find out today the that the onion one, the it. onion one had more ketchup on it. I think is what of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah, I'm eating onion uh-huh. now too. So. But I can't taste any onions, so the, right. the, really, there's no difference between the onion and the non-onion one. Uh, Whoever reviewed it initially, it's is, not good. Don't this do is it. Disturbing. Don't do it. Yeah, I, the, the people that were like, dude, I actually think I would eat that. Like, I, I think I hate you. Like, and I, and I mean that. Like, I think anybody who would look at that and say, you know, that sounds pretty good to me, get the entire F out of here. We, we, we used to be a country that had standards. We used to be a land where we understood right and wrong. And, like, this, this is decidedly wrong. This is decide. I, what was the sandwich that Bradley Bozeman liked so bad? It was the banana, banana mayonnaise, right? Yeah. Banana mayonnaise. I was ate that his too. Bit. And, and like, salt and pepper. And we tried it and we said, like. It doesn't make me want to die. Yeah, it's it's fine. I don't know why any human being would ever choose it. I get it. It's a struggle meal, the whole thing. But, like, you're, you're not, you know, you're making money now in your life. You don't need to continue doing this. You can, you can do better things. My life. You, um, <laughs> thank you, by the way. Thank you for coming in and doing that. Um, anybody <clears throat> who supports this. Anyone who said, "I think I could be good with that," n- no, no, it's you don't. Like you don't have a place in a functioning attention, society. I think. 
There's a little bit of that, but I also think genuinely there are people who are like, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd eat the hell out so of it. So I've never, I've never done the peanut butter burger thing, you know? So they do it at, what, Abbey Burger does but like, that? But like a, a peanut butter chicken, right? A marinade with peanut yeah. butter, peanut butter yeah, forward yeah, stuff yeah. is good, right? I don't mind that, but it's a little more savory. Um, I have done, you know what's actually really good that I've done? You know like the red hot crispy chili? This is Kyle in the Kitchen. The crispy chili oil. <laughs> It's time yeah. for Kyle in the kitchen. The crispy chili oil. You know what I'm talking about? I do, of course. Mix that with a good, a good, not like your Smuckers, but like the, the you're not sponsored by Smuckers. These no, days, I'm, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, um, not particularly. The Bon Amon, that real good jelly, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. get some raspberry, mix that with a hot, with the hot chili, crispy chili. Okay. And as that for a burger topping. I'm listening. Is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, I phenomenal. I don't know that it'd be my choice, like I'm, but I, I'm listening to it. It's great. I the peanut butter burger the problem for me with it is it the resistance as yeah, it's like going like your lips it's like you feel like you're a dog with That's like, exactly you know. what it is man like I need something I don't know the ratio you know I don't know how much they're putting on that thing <sighs> They're not it's not overwhelming but right, it's, it's not still, like a whole McFlurry It's just not the right yeah it's not a whole McFlurry on a burger it's just not the right combination of things. I think the thought, the flavor concept of the peanut butter yeah, I get works. It. I mean, I get it more than I, the, than I than I lent thought to when I was younger when I first heard about a, it. You actually, know? the texture of it to me with a burger, it's the wrong – and they put bacon on it too. Like It's just the wrong combination. You're getting too much resistance as you try to consume the food. I just I think the vanilla – vanilla has no place on a burger. No, no, it has no place. Yeah. Uh, that was that – when I was getting a, a you know piece of patty and I could just see the ice cream sinking into the patty, I was like, "This is and that's yeah, that's good meat they're using." So it's like, that that might have been a cow, <laughs> maybe, right? Which, uh, which I think also, which I think could also be anything really also adds to it. It's right. It's, it's a McDonald's burger <laughs> yeah. that you're eating. Uh, in fairness, that, I wouldn't want those, to, those like, faces yeah. that you make would be the same face that right. I would make just eating a McDonald's burger at this point in my life. I didn't like, want to like def- you wouldn't want to defile like Wagyu with like yeah, McFlurry, yeah, you're, you know? You're be- it's better. Yeah. This is not going to ruin anything for you. It's a great point that you bring up. We've <laughs> talked about this before. Like I w- Crystal Light has been ruined for me. I well, can't yeah. I can't consume oh, I Crystal Light. I brought you some actually. Uh, you better keep not you better not open that thing. I'm going to start gagging and hey, What was your DJ name back in the day? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I'm never going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die without knowing. Remember we were talking about earlier. Can they put it on have my you, tombstone? What if heard? I agree to let them put it on okay. my tombstone? Two, hold two on, hold on. This is a, this is an offer I'm making you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it can be on your tombstone. I will allow that. <laughs> when you die, you'll never know. You'll never know. Or maybe I will. We don't know how that works. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So two things. I'm Nate Bargatze. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Two things I told earlier. There's a story that I, that I will never I will never tell him. But my in, there are people that know. But if you don't know, you're never gonna know. You don't right? know. You there know, are some people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the line. What right? was the line from? Is that uh, MTV Diary? Oh, um, you think you, you know? Think you know, but you know. I was no, doing the Biggie you know. line. Oh, but, yeah. that one was good. That's <laughs> but good. also didn't. Yeah, right. We didn't want to go too far into the line. You know. I, my favorite one was that they did an Incubus episode of Diary, and it was you think you know, but you have no idea. I remember these. I have diarrhea. Do you guys have the thing that changes the ads now automatically? What does he do over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. What does he even do? <laughs> That's where you're supposed to play the clip, Griffin. <laughs> My God. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We started a soundboard. I had to be on. I thought it was going to be a thing. On the dot every 40 minutes, and sometimes an hour I late. Swear not God. even supposed to be here No, today. that's not the that's one, not Griffin. <laughs> I don't even know what he does here. I don't even know what she does back there. Mom. Oh, the oh, oh, I got you. What are you doing? 
I never know what she's doing. To be fair, you act like this is like a hive mind. Mom, he's like, the meatloaf! How, did he, how was he supposed to know you that was the one? have to work on this. But how was right, he supposed right. to know that was the one? He heard the clip! He's heard it! I don't even know what she's doing back there. You guys need to do, and don't let Harbaugh see him, but you guys need to do some signals yeah, right. that are like, well, this is the one I want. What, you know? what, what about when Exit 52 starts stealing our signals, right? <laughs> like, they just start, oh, that's a good idea. Now we know what they're doing. We can, uh, play, the, we can play the clips. All right, two things. So Bruce Cunningham at once admitted on the air to have eating, having, having consumed dog poo. Oh, gosh. I would never, I would never. Is I said it white? To him, white dog poo? Uh, it's a story. It involves ham. I'll, I don't need to can, know the yeah, whole thing. Still. Yeah. What I said to I him was, Bruce, It was a stepbrother's joke is why. I, oh, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Bruce, I, you couldn't waterboard that out of me, right? Like oh, that, yeah. There's certain I, things you, you just don't share. You just take that. Pat Ricard last night on the Tyus Bowser show, I asked them if either of them got to meet Big Boy. And he said, I don't know who that is. Now, that's tough, right? That's a tough scene. And then he said, because <laughs> Tyus said, Outcast? And he said, yeah, I know who Outcast is. I don't yeah. know who Big... That's bad. Sure. He said, yeah, outcast. They did who let the dogs out, right? Yikes. <laughs> Which of those things is worse? Um, is it I, worse that Bruce Cunningham admitted uh-oh. to having eaten, consumed dog poo, or is it worse that Pat Ricard out loud the suggested that outcast did who let the, the dogs ladder, out? I, I think. think you're correct. I think it's the ladder. I think that's the single worst thing that anyone has ever said. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. In the history of it's almost any... It's almost a perfect bit if it were a bit, right? Right. If it were a bit, correct. It would, it would be, be like, Saturday you couldn't have Live. thought of a better song. Right, what's the thing that we could say to be most embarrassing? To make yeah. it offensive for people who love Outkast. Yeah. I was just recently at a wedding in Italy. It was a great time. This guy. This guy. I'm cultured now. Hobnobbing, jet-setting. Look I'm at this guy over now. here. And I was just in Naples. There was no reason for it whatsoever. I had not thought of the Baja Men in a decade plus. Why would you? And we were just at dinner, and I randomly, it was a long table. I was just like, if I hear one person here call the Baja Men a one-hit wonder again, I will lose my ass. Okay, that's good shtick. Yeah. That's good shtick. Yeah. Not the same. Not at all. No, Not even remotely the same. And their top, we went to their 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 apples, their charts, right? Yes. To see what their second most popular they song was. They did not have one. So here, here. They did not. Number one, who let the dogs out? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Number two, who let the dogs out? The barking version. There you go. There you go. That's about right. That's a, well, okay. You know that one of the greatest songs of all time, but you might not know. You're, you're, you're older than Griffin, but you're still not. Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus is one of the most iconic songs of a generation. The guy's a really nasally voice. And just a teenage. That's the one. Yeah, Dirt. Yeah. Ba- yeah. It's wonderful. It's, I was an HFS it's kid. majestic. It's the beautiful song. I don't know how I feel about it because Weedus has been able to have this like renaissance because younger people Wait, have really? discovered. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those like TikTok things yes, that turned them young, into popular. There was a, 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 a Teenage Dirtbag challenge yeah, yeah, on yeah. TikTok. That sounds awful. Where you like posted pictures of your parents when they were teenagers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it still sounds and awful. they set it to Teenage Dirtbag. And then all these young people are like, what is this beautiful song? Oh, no. It's perfect, right? It's a bit of an overreaction, right? So, but no, it's not. It's a wonder. It really is a, a no, phenomenal No, it's a great song. song. I used to watch it. Was it on the, that was in the box days? It would have been on the box. One yeah. Her name is Noel. Yeah. Um, so there's had this renaissance, and all of a sudden people are into it, and like you know, professional wrestlers ask them to do their theme music. It's like a whole thing. So really? Weedus this week put Wait, out really? a Christmas version of Teenage Dirtbag. It's mm. called Christmas Dirtbag. I don't know. 
and I can't. I'm in a very weird place with it because I love. You are the target demo. A hundred percent. You're the guy that we're like. Christmas, this is honestly for I Glenn. I love Weedus. This is. <laughs> I'm the only man <laughs> that this. This is for me. Yeah. And yet, I feel like I'm supposed to hate that. That's what they're doing. Like. Right. I think it's like. I shouldn't have any respect. Hacky for kind this. of thing. Yeah. I, I should. Isn't feel everything kind of a little hacky? They, they put out a second Christmas story movie last year, and like. Yeah, yeah that's a different. It's I don't a, know. I can't blame them for being like, guys, we're popular again. We better do something, something to try and right, seize something. this. How do we profit <laughs> from this in any way? Yeah, that's how this works. You have only so much time to, and it's that time of year, you know? And he tried to put out a new album and everybody was like, no, no, no. It has more staying power no. than a Thanksgiving song, <laughs> yeah, you know? I, probably true. Probably <laughs> well, definitely. Yeah, literally it's true. Probably the <laughs> yeah. Are you staying for a minute, or are you? What do you? Mike got? Florio, he has been meaning to talk to me for a while. Is that true? He's been <laughs> dying to talk. Well, I got to talk to Florio. Do you want to stay and hang out? And... I can hang for a second. I take what I mean. From what, what I gather, we... I, I know the parlance. I can hang, and I'll probably leave at some point in the Mike Florio interview. Okay. Well, then, we, we, thank you. I love you. It's good. I to love see you, you too. All right. At K Ottenheimer still on Twitter. Yeah, but I don't really do stuff on that. Okay. Do you feel do free? Any, do you do anything? I'll retweet a funny life? thing sometimes. But like with your life. Oh no, Is there not something? at all. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. If somebody needs a voice, no, I mean I have more you than hear, that. You hear, well, I'm strong. I biceps. It, it, he is. He has a fairly healthy back. That's um, healthy. Yours is the one that's disgusting. I, it's a dis- you should see what my shoulder looks like. My wife looked at my shoulder this morning and was just like, "That's not right." What and I said, "You have like extra bones." It's I, dude. I, I every now and then I'm in like in my gym cycles. I'm like, I'm gonna try to lift again, and then I'm like, ah, "What do you? Hold God. on. Slow down, chief. Yeah. Again." Every now and then, I dabble. I dabble in lifting. You're acting like you were like in your 20s, no, early 20s. No, I'm not trying to suggest like, that I was on Muscle Beach. It was like creatine. I, call, I know we got to call him. Creatine and Gatorade. It's like all yeah, you had I'm back in the day. I'm not trying to suggest I was hanging like, out with... Uh, you should watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the thing that they did on Netflix. That oh, yeah? was wonderful. And the uh, Sylvester Stallone one. They're both wonderful. They're just absolutely... And in, in some world, I want them to actually do one together where they're just oh. talking about each other. The bit where... Remember that family guy? They would, they would get pitched a bad movie. And there was such jealousy between the two of them. They were they were friends. Yeah. But there was such jealousy that they would try to leak to the other one that they were really excited about a movie when they knew it was bad to try to get the other one to That's do it funny. instead of them is maybe my favorite thing that I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty funny. That is pretty good. All right. Uh, love you, buddy. If I'll hang on for a second. I'm okay. not going to like, you know. All right. All right. Very good. <sighs> Let's uh, continue on here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Uh, of course, Ravens Chargers Sunday night on NBC. That means that we will be seeing our next guest, a friend of ours, author, creator of Pro Football Talk, show host, all of the many things he does. He's our buddy Mike Florio, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, it's Glenn. It's good to catch up, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us as always. Hey, great to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving one day early and, uh, you know, best time of the year. We're getting into the crunch time in the NFL and uh, it all culminates in Super Bowl 58. And I currently have no idea who's going to get there. Mike, I feel like this is the storyline when people will complain about the fact that, like, the Ravens don't look perfect. I'm like, are you guys watching football right now? Like, everyone is flawed. Like, there is no I can't tell you. I get the Eagles have won the most games and they just beat the Chiefs in Kansas City and that matters. But like. In any world, do we think they're unbeatable? I, I have no idea why any of these teams wouldn't feel very good about the position they're in at the moment. The one team that I think stands out among the rest is the 49ers, but their flaw is the way they play the game, it's conducive to getting their guys injured. They have a bunch of guys who roll out of bed and run through the wall, and sometimes the wall wins. And so it almost feels inevitable they're going to get to a point where one or two of their key guys or maybe more will be injured and it makes it harder for 
in games if that's the case. Yeah, I agree with that. And, like, if it requires – I'm not trying to dis- – I get it. Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. We know that at this point. But if it requires him for it to fall on his shoulders, I, I feel like we kind of learned a little bit about what that looks like earlier this season. Well, that's right. And that's why he needs to have Christian McCaffrey, Debo yep. Samuel, George Kittle, and Trent Williams healthy. You take those guys out of the mix, it puts too much on Purdy, and it starts to fall apart. What do you make of – we've been dealing with it all season long, Mike. The, the Ravens, as we talk about their flaws, specifically, it, it's insane that the Ravens have led for, for – 30. they have trailed 30 minutes less than any other team in football this season. It's bonkers when you consider it that way, right? And yet they found ways to lose three games that they had absolutely no business losing. So we know they're a good team. We know they're a very good team. But the other part of the story has to matter, too, and it's seven games over the course of the last two seasons that they've lost where you know, the, the ESPN rating said they had at least a 75% chance of winning in the fourth quarter. I, I don't know how to talk about it when we talk about what we know is a good football team. Well, and, and it speaks to a flaw that is there, and it's still there, and you need to change that narrative. And, and it, it kind of relates to the other narrative that is going to come into play as we get closer and closer to the postseason, yeah. can they deliver in the playoffs? And so you may have both combined, a playoff game in Baltimore where they have a fourth-quarter lead. Can they hold on and win the game? And that may exercise some demons and flip some narratives and put them in position to compete for a Super Bowl berth. Yeah, the, the world might end in that moment as well, right, if we have to deal with all of those things at once. Mike Florio is with us, of course, from NBC and Pro Football Talk. He's on GCR. Mike, I, I know you made a lot about the thing with Joe Burrow last week. I, I, I feel like the people that are trying to sue the NFL, are, that, that's nonsense. But that it is a problem. It's not. It's not okay, nonsense. Take me, it's not nonsense. It. take me through it. It's inevitable. Okay. It's inevitable. Here's why. With all the money that's being wagered legally on gambling now, it's more incumbent than ever on the NFL to ensure that its rules regarding injuries are enforced. And we've seen multiple examples this year of teams playing fast and loose with the injury rules, whether it's Jalen Hurts never appearing on a single injury report, even though we all know he has a knee injury. Recently, they took Trevor Lawrence off the Jaguars injury report and then talked about how he's still injured. And I asked the league, what's up with that? And the league's response was to tell the Jaguars, put him back on the injury report. So if Joe Burrow had a pre-existing wrist injury, it resulted in when he hit the ground last Thursday night, that ligament going, and they hit it. That is a relevant factor in the people who are legally wagering on deciding to pick the Bengals in that game to cover the spread. And if you tell them that Burrow's injured, they may not bet on that game at all, or they may flip their money over to the Ravens. It's just a matter of time. With all the money the NFL is pocketing from gambling, it really is just a matter of time before someone sues. And if the investigation shows that, the team did hide the injury, and the NFL does fail to enforce those injury report rules. The NFL is going to have a major problem, and currently they just don't care. I guess the question would be, and I, and I just don't, you're, you know, you're the lawyer, right? I'm not. What, why is there a legal obligation for the NFL to tell anybody about injuries, right? Like I, I, that's the part that I maybe don't, while we were, we're used to it and they've done it for a long time, how is it enforceable by law that they have to have injuries and that they have to have that type of information available. It, be, it becomes a fraud case. It becomes a misrepresentation case. They're putting information out there that they intend the general public to rely upon in making their decisions about who they're going to bet on. And meanwhile, the NFL isn't saying, 
you know what? I know gambling is legal in 35 states now, but we refuse to acknowledge it. We refuse to take a, mu- a penny from any sports book in sponsorship dollars. We continue to hate gambling as much as we did before it was legalized. Before it was legalized, they hated it and they fought against it being legalized. Now it is a massive money grab. So the duty is to the general public. This is no different than buying stocks now. See, and because it's all done legally, it creates a governmental incentive either through the court system or through Congress or through some sort of agency that could be created at some point, like the SEC that regulates stocks. It's a matter of time. There's too much money involved and there's too many potentially innocent victims who are saying, hey, I accepted that Joe Burrow wasn't on the injury report when I bet on the Bengals. And just because it's sports and just because you bet at your own peril, it's no different than buying and selling stocks. There's information out there that they're hiding and that information is relevant to the decisions people make. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I, man, it's it's tough for me because like I feel like you, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I know that there is there is truth to it. It just sort of feels like it's where does this meet entertainment, and I, I, I guess there's going to be a court that's going to have a say in about what that looks like moving forward. Uh, Mike Florio with us here on GCR, of course, Ravens Chargers Sunday night on NBC. Um, Mike, I, I, how is this going to play out with Bill Belichick? Like, wh- wh- where is this going to go? When is it going to happen? Is he going to be like, could, as we watch the Chargers on Sunday night, could we be watching the team that's going to have Bill Belichick as their head coach next season? There was the report on NFL Network October 29 that Bill Belichick has a lucrative contract that he signed in the offseason that covers multiple years. And I think someone close to Belichick put that out there to end the talk of Belichick being fired during the season. Three weeks later, same network, same reporter says, oh, by the way, it was a brand new contract that covers 2023 and 2024, and the Patriots aren't inclined to fire him during the season because they'd like to trade his rights after the season. That put any team out there that's thinking about Bill Belichick on notice. You need to deal with the Patriots. And this is one of those categories of stuff that happens behind the scenes that we'll never exactly know what's happening until it happens. I think after the season, if they don't fire him right away, if there isn't a mutual parting, a resignation, a retirement, a firing right away, I think that it's just a matter of time before the first domino gets flicked and there's a team that gets permission to talk to him and that team ends up working out a contract with him and all that stuff will be predetermined. So I think right now is where, whether it's the Chargers, Buccaneers, Panthers, Commanders, somebody talking to the Patriots, talking to Belichick's agent, working everything out, and we'll see it play out after the season. If he's not gone in the first day or two after the Patriots season ends, that means there's somebody out there that's already got a deal lined up, and we'll find out when the dominoes start falling where he goes. What is, and this is going to be a tough, my, my buddy Kyle Ottenheimer is in the studio this morning. He's a Michigan man, so this will be a tough one for him. I remember you, you had talked a couple weeks ago about what this might look like if Jim Harbaugh is going to attempt to, to come back to the NFL and whether the NFL will simply allow him to, to get back in scot-free. He's serving a penalty right now. I don't know what the NCAA is going to do after that. What is the reality for the possibility of Jim Harbaugh being back in the NFL next year? Well, and this is another example of reporting that appears on the network that's owned and operated by the NFL. You know, people hear NFL Network and they think that the the name has been licensed to some outside company. No, the league runs it. So when NFL Network has a report that whatever suspension the NCAA imposes on Jim Harbaugh might be duplicated by the NFL, even though there's no no law or rule or bylaw that 
that allows it, that tells me that they're thinking about trying to keep this guy out. And to put that out there now, to put that out there while owners are thinking about who they want to hire next year, that's the kind of thing that when the owners hear it, they think, all right, take Jim Harbaugh off the list. And I can't help but wonder whether or not at some level they're trying to put the kibosh on Harbaugh coming back to the NFL to placate college football. You know, they, they do a lot of genuflection to the, to the altar of college football because college football gives them a free farm system. It develops players. Right. It makes it easier for them to figure out who's going to be able to come to the NFL, who's honing their skills, who should be drafted, and it costs the NFL not a single penny. No, I did. I, I, we've talked about that a lot over the years. It's been a great system for the NFL. There has been every reason for them to work hand in hand, and that is kind of wild to me that the NFL would almost say, like, no, we're going to let you keep him. Like, we're going to let you go ahead and do it that way instead of having him be an option for uh, any team that needs a head coach in the offseason. That is a wild, wild thought. Uh, Mike Flory, I knew about Father of Mine. Do you have another book in the pipeline? Yeah, it's a Christmas book that we actually posted one chapter at a time last year on the website. It's kind of like an advent calendar between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's called On Our Way Home. This year we printed it up. It's available ebook, three ninety nine on Amazon, printed version nine ninety nine, and every penny I make is going to our local animal cell to the Humane oh, Society of Harrison County. So we're trying to sell as many as we can. It's actually really good. I know I have a clear bias in saying that. Take my word for it. Trust me, it's good. But even if it's not, the money goes to a good cause. Um, I, I will look forward to that. It's a wonderful thing. I had no idea that was the case. That's awesome. We will make sure we uh, share it as well on our social media. Um, and then before we let you go again, because you're going to be there, we'll see you on Sunday night. I, are we still, we're still of the belief that Justin Herbert is like still really good, right? Like We're not at the point where we're starting to question him, are we? I think we're kind of getting there. Look, it's one thing to be a guy who is phenomenally physically gifted and can throw the football a mile and, you know, go out and play the position the way that you're expected to play it. But there are other qualities to be a great quarterback. You've got to be a great leader. You've got to be somebody who holds teammates accountable. You've got to be somebody who's working behind the scenes to solve problems. And I've had this criticism recently of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. I just wonder whether they're doing enough to augment those great physical skills. I think about guys like Peyton Manning. I think about guys like Tom Brady. These guys need to stand up and take over, and I don't think they have the personality to do it, and they need to grow into that role to get the most out of the guys around them. Uh, uh, you know what? I, somebody, Tim just brought this up. I'm glad he did. What's going to happen with the, the hip drop thing, Mike? Where, where are we going with that? It's... Well, here's the problem. As much as it needs to go away, how do you tackle a guy when you are approaching him from behind? Because the, the idea is you get him on the ground, and if the replacement technique is you just tackle through him, if you're behind him, you're pushing him closer to the line to gain. You're pushing him closer to the end zone. It doesn't get him on the ground right now. Think about last week. If Logan Wilson, behind Mark Andrews, hits him and shoves him forward, it moves the ball closer to the end zone. So I think it's a dangerous technique. They need to come up with something else, but you have to be able to get the guy on the ground at the end of the day. At Pro Football Talk, of course, is how you follow him. And, you know, NBC Sports, Sunday Night Football. Are you working uh, tomorrow night as well, Mike? Thank God, no. Oh, I have tomorrow you. night off, good which means I can enjoy the game. I mean, I'm working, but I'm not working on NBC. Good so for you. It's going to be a nice day of food and a little wine and a lot of football. Love that, man. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, to your family. Always appreciate you. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning, man. Thanks, Bob. Mike Florio, NBC Pro Football Talk. If you should have seen, if you guys didn't see Kyle's face when Mike's. Is it too late to get a Thanksgiving pizza?
Is it like? Is oh it, is no, it they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Last, no, week, was last week was the last week. I appreciate you putting another alarm on. Last week was the last week. If you guys should have seen Kyle's grin. When Mike Florio, terrible news. Just awful. Mike Florio gutted about suggested that. that the NFL is going to say, "Let's not." Just gutted. Yeah, I know. That's Can't a, believe that's a really wretched. And I know this has really hurt you. That the the integrity yeah. of yeah. Um, I I thought Michigan stood for. something. I also do think that it. I don't know, right? Like I don't know anything, but the whole like it's. I can't help but believe there's some little bit of this that's like the Astros cheating back then where we, teams are probably not eager to have them look into what they've been we, doing to try and get an advantage. I, I, look, I would love I would love to tell you that, you right. know, the, the John, Jim Harbaugh is the most evil man on the face of the it's planet. It's Connor Stallion. He didn't know anything that's about correct. that. Yeah, there's no way that Jim Harbaugh could have possibly known what was going on. That's a great point. That's what good. are we even doing now, you know? So I would love to tell you that. You know how I felt about the Astros thing. I just could not get all that worked yeah. up about it. I was not... I, but that being said, I also said, I get it. They have to be penalized that broke the rules. Yeah, recording and, is a bit over the line, but I'm sure they're probably not the only team that but did the, it. And this is the weird bit, right? And every time you talk to somebody within football, they're like, dude, everybody's trying to steal signs. Like, I, we're not worked up about it. And I believe that to be true. With that being said, there is not documented ev- evidence. I think the question, it goes back to the, this is a rule, but how are you making sure it gets, it? no right. one does How it. do you enforce this, right? It would be very easy for just about anybody to do exactly what Connor Stallion Or maybe just was, figure out a way to not be holding the cell phone the entire time and still record. Something like that, right? You know? So, I... It's, there's a rule. You have to be punished for it. And it's also a bit of a farce that like we are suddenly so in lockstep with the NCAA and their rules. I, eh, it's a weird, it's a very fine line. It's not about the NCAA. It's about if one team really was doing something that not everybody else sure, was doing. Sure. I, we'll I never know though. I, you, you say we'll never know. I think they don't if, want these skeletons revealed. I, ultimately, I don't also. disagree with that. But considering how quickly Michigan was trying to get, you know, um, a dossier on everybody else <laughs> no, to yeah, try exactly. to deflect, right. I would think that if that was something that was going on, they would have had that by now. I like tend- Michigan was throwing everything they could at the. Yeah. Well, wait do you see all these other things these guys are doing. I Th- honestly, this guy cheats on his taxes. Well, he probably and this, does. He might. Probably this does. Guy, this guy plays Monopoly with his kids, and he sneaks money out of the bank on Friday night. I was going back through our old interviews yes. at one point, and the Adley Rutschman one when he was in Pandemic came up, right? Okay. And he was talking about Monopoly, and okay. we were talking to him about specifically- Because he and his mom were they very were like competitive. All in, yeah, right. They were all locked up together, not locked up, but you get it. Right. Quarantining is the word yes. we used. Yes. Um, what, a they fun, played, what a time yeah, that right? was. They played Monopoly, and we asked sort of like- who gets most competitive, what's like the, the source of the anger in these mm-hmm. games. And he talked about how his dad has no real ethics when it comes to what is or isn't allowed in trades. Mm-hmm. And you were on the dad's side about okay. how trading things in real life that are not in if the game everyone's in is agreement fair about it, game. If everyone's in agreement about it. And you I were like, oh, I was in college. I was going to lose. I'm going to take a six-pack of beer. And you were when, like the Denzel Washington, I'm leaving here with something kind of guy, you know? When I, no. when I was Keep it in the game. my freshman year at UMBC, we would play Monopoly, uh, some buddies of mine and I, uh, fairly regularly. I don't know why. Because you didn't have real like social people who would go out, friends. Uh, um, I mean, I think we had room for both things, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Kyle. But we, I say fairly regularly. I think we did it like once every couple of weeks. We'd be like, let's play some Monopoly. It'd be like after a long I night. Of, and we would get you know to a point. You know you sound that reminded me of Michael Sarah and Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, we had a really great night. We had, uh, you know, we just, we saw some people. And it's great to just I, talk to people, great. like older people sometimes, you know, like have conversations. That's so great. That's so great. So... 
we would play and you would get to a point in the game where I would realize I'm not going to win, but there was someone who wanted to win. That that night really wanted to win. And then I would start calculating how I could still win. And as Kyle brings up, 1,000%, that person would look and say, I'll offer you, you know, Oriental for, and I'm like, well, obviously I don't, or, or money, normally what they would do. They would try to string you along. Like, let me buy sure. Boardwalk. But where do you stand on this sort of thing happening in fantasy football? John Proctor does it all the time, and we hate him. <laughs> and Interesting. We hate him. Interesting. I don't know if he actually trades very well. Interesting. But he makes terrible trades. He's a terrible. We had a guy trade one time, Gronk, straight up. And this is when Gronk was Gronk. Mm-hmm. For, man, the fact that I don't even remember who it was. Maybe like it was like Drew Bennett or something okay, like that, so... right? And it was for a Chipotle burrito. Okay, that was what he that, got him and for. That's the, pro- the problem I have, right, is that it has to be agreed upon by the, the participants, right? Like It shouldn't be allowed in it, any context. I dis- There's it, the integrity of the game and what you're participating in. I would in. say in fantasy football, no. Fantasy football is a season-long competition between so friends. So this is there more a statement about your competitiveness and your honor as a competitor. is a game that you play. Your honor as a competitor on one is night, just, you know, nil. And at one point during the course of the game, I saw an opportunity for mm-hmm. me to come mm-hmm. away with a win. Sure, like, sure. Convenient. Like, you want Boardwalk? Uh, you got a six-pack? Griffin, where do you stand on I can, this matter? I can walk out with that six-pack, and you can have Boardwalk. And sure, I have now screwed I, uh, over the other players in the yeah, game. exactly. But there's going to be another game tomorrow. Interesting. Like, there's going to be another game at some point. That's the way it goes. It's and a theory. I, Definitely. And by the way, if you've got a better offer to make, by all means, make your offer. <laughs> mm-hmm. A, a little grin on your face suggests I, you know. I, I do know. 100% <laughs> it was wrong. But I was also a freshman in college. Oh, you've so. learned now. Yeah, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed, I think. Uh, if, of course uh, you'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, if you gave him a six-pack and he gave yeah, you a boardwalk. Right. Like, what if your son was like, I'll give like to Graham. He, Sam goes, yeah. I'll give you a six-pack of beer. Oh, we got to deal with this with Pokemon cards. This is a thing, by the way. Yeah? Like, like possessiveness? No, like when one kid knows that a Pokemon card is valuable and will try to get it away from I remember this. You used with to do it with trading cards, like baseball with cards. Baseball though, you know? cards, hundred yeah. Like I remember, there's always a predator and and, and the prey. I remember you know? someone. I had a Michael Jordan rookie card, and Ooh. someone offered me. What'd you do with that? You keep that? <laughs> Probably would have been like. I'd like, I'd like to know the answer. I'd like to know like, the answer know. to that question. Yeah. Somebody offered me like a Tim Hardaway and a somebody else that was like Kevin Johnson mm-hmm. or something. And I was like. He offered me like three cards, and I'm like, in my mind, because I'm young and I'm stupid, I'm like, it's three cards. I like all those cards. What year was this? Right? This is when Michael Jordan 90, was still, it was pretty 90, clear, clear he was going to be a good before, player, right? I, it was before his first. I, I don't know if he had won three titles yet, but, but we he might have won. We were the first. reasonably sure he was going to oh, be a good player. We knew he was upper echelon. Right. He but, might, it might have even been. But 10 year old Glenn Clark didn't. Yeah. He but was again, like, these three, though, could be Michael Jordan. Exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Magic box. beans are magic beans. <laughs> it's the mystery you know I mean? box of family <laughs> guy. Yeah. It could even be a boat, right? Like it's the whole thing. And so I had to have my older cousin, who witnessed this entire thing, like step in and be like, "The hell, the hell you I are!" Need an adult in the room, the right hell now. Hell you are. Right, yeah. My like thirteen-year-old cousin comes flying in to save the day. Like you are. And so not something similar happens with Pokemon cards. Po- this happens all the time with Pokemon cards. All the time. I had some we good have, ones back in the day. I had some like original set that probably would like, be worth we, real we money get that are emails just somewhere in like a group landfill about. Like, be careful, little Stephen from the third grade for class really? is trying to make shady. There's trades. like a subreddit for this l- like elementary whole, school's Pokemon scandal. Even, there's like a text thread that the, that we're convinced the parent that this kid might be involved. Like, he's a hustler. This is a whole scheme. It's a whole. Well, what's up? What was the, the Martinez? Blake, right? Blake, Blake yeah, Martinez, Blake Martinez. Right? 
Like, yeah, we are not a good look. No, it's definitely not. It's a better look, look when you just leave the, the salt Pokemon cards and just. Yeah, much you better. Know, you know, much people better. always are looking at that like much with a better. fond outlook. All right, quickly. Would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather Wednesday? Uh, somebody who participates will win. Me? Uh, oh, like Pro- me? Proctor is mad. Proctor. What did I say? Uh, you besmirched my good name, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he said, before I said it, he said, oh, but you dogpile on my fantasy football trades. Like, well, yes, you make terrible trades. They're terrible. They're dreadful. I was just merely pointing out the inconsistencies. Right. He said, this is good. He said, there are like eight, nine people listening to this broadcast, and they'll all think <laughs> less of me now. I smell a lawsuit. I might get in on that class action yeah, against get the NFL, on a, you know? Gonna, oh, yeah? Did you bet on the Bengals last week? <laughs> no. I bet, uh, I switched it. I I had, that was the only it's pick the reason that why I Griffin switched. Had to, it's the reason Griffin I lost. Had to, yeah. had to eat a It was the only pick that I switched. There were like three or four that I switched last minute that, that worked. And so if I had hadn't, I would have been fine. I would have just been... A shameful Ravens fan, but I went yeah. to that game. It was all right. So the, did you? Uh, the atmosphere seemed to be great. It was fun. Seemed, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. seemed like it was more electric than games have been in recent years. I don't go to many games, so I can't okay, say. You know, like, thanks but, for that observation. But what really, I was busy really on Sundays all those years, I was producing this fantasy and reality football show. That's true. Well, that was in the morning. I'm not gonna. I want to tailgate and have the whole experience. I'm uh, just gonna like actually, rush down you know to what? the stadium. You know, what? you know, most things you say are stupid, but that's actually a good point. That's actually a good. Thank point. you. I'll give you that. All right. Would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather number one? The Ravens are not going to win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Pass. Stop. It's in either scenario. The Ravens are not winning the Super Bowl. In scenario one, it's because they lose to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Or in scenario two, it's because they lose to Joe Flacco and the Browns in the AFC Championship game. Which would you rather? Kyle, I'll let you start. You do not get to Kyle it up. Um... The complicated thing is just the Browns, right? Like, it was Flacco mm-hmm. for any team that we uh, didn't we, have feelings this is for? Why it works. Like, Let it be Flacco. 100%. We love Flacco. Of yes. course, it's Flacco. If it was, if Joe Flacco was the quarterback of the Houston Texans, every single one of us would say Houston Texans. You said AFC Championship, too, right? AFC Championship game. Yeah. Have the Browns ever won a Super Bowl? No. Most certainly have not. They've never been, They've been to around a, for a while, never too. They've been to a Super Bowl. They've been around for a while. Well, there was they a won championships. There's a couple years there where they weren't. They won championships, that, though, right? Like uh, they pre, before it was pre, the Super Bowl? Yes, pre Super yeah, Bowl, they did win. Those. Yes, correct. Good luck with that. Except for the years. 1958 championship. That one counts. Okay, fair. All the rest of them do not. Um, yeah, I guess. Man. Yeah. I'll go yeah. Chiefs, I think, because I don't just, you don't just want the Browns. Wanna, you want to keep the Browns. I don't want the Browns the... to have anything to celebrate, especially they would never, ever, 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 ever shut up about it. Now, that part is true. There's no doubt about that. Ever. Oh, man, it would be really cool to see Joe Flacco uh, lead the Browns like that. But, yeah, I mean, because then I think everyone's going to remember Joe Flacco in a Browns jersey, too, if he were to somehow pull this off. I don't. I mean, it would. I it feel kind of embarrassing to lose to Justin Watson in the in the. Uh, yeah, that's a Kansas bad City receiving Chiefs. core to lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can still say it's Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and Travis Kelce. So, yeah, Their defense. I, I mean, they're both defenses. The defense are right. is yeah. good. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I think I will lean. I'm sorry, Joe, but I will. I will lean the it, Chiefs. It is probably about sixty-five thirty-five in favor of the Chiefs for all the reasons we're talking about. I did have somebody say. If Joe wins a second Super Bowl, does that make him a Hall of Famer? He'll win it next year with a different. And I, I don't, th- I don't think so. Um, and I had to think about it for a second. To me, I don't believe so. I don't believe that changes. I what know are the career numbers with him versus Manning? It, it not good, not quite close enough. Not quite close enough that I think that it gets it. Also, he, I get it. Manning he, he, was it was like David and Goliath. And look, I, I think there's a much more complicated argument about Eli Manning than so anybody weird else how I have. love him I, now. 
You do? He's a good. He, those broadcasts are fun, man. What is it with you people watching that? I'll never understand that. It's a fun mind. time. It it's is. a fun time, and also it's interesting to see. I mean, look, Peyton Manning is one of the, the smartest football minds of all time, right? I love seeing him scrutinize yes, it in I'd pain. I'd like to see him over, be the analyst of the football game. Yeah, that'd be cool too. But I love seeing him get so upset about timeouts. Yeah. It's one of the most fun things. Uh, yeah, what he's screaming. Time, call timeout. He's just timeout. always upset with the other offenses. It's just so I, fun I, to I watch. Do, I do like that. He yeah. was saying the Eagles were running a lot of old Colts plays uh, last I, I, I heard that. Yes. <laughs> well, but that's where. Because Sirianni yeah. started in Indy. Correct. And, and, also and, a decent and, offense and, to yeah, take yeah. from, you know? Yeah, I would suggest yeah. it. <laughs> correct. Um, I think it's the correct answer. I don't think you can have the Browns win it. I, I don't think they would just never it. shut up. I don't think we can go into that. For as much right? as Cleveland hates Baltimore and the Ravens, yes, they would never. No, I, I think it's a Pandora's box that we as a society do not need. <laughs> I think we should just like make sure that we never open said box and, and leave it alone there. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, I just brought it up with Mike Florio. You're the Chargers. You need a head coach next season. Would you rather your head coach be Bill Belichick? You need a shaman. That's or, what you need. And you got to stop. You, you, this is where you're going to call it up. What do you mean? You got to be capable of not thinking about the Michigan side of this. What do you mean? Would you rather be Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? You cannot what do you mean? answer the question based on, I don't want Jim Harbaugh to leave. You've you only got to think about, yeah, it could be both. You're only allowed to think about the Charger side of this. Well, of course you'd rather have Harbaugh. Because? Because he's the better coach. Because he's the better coach. Objectively. Objectively. <laughs> that's our guy that's all Kyle Ottenheimer Kyle Ottenheimer the day that I told him to call Jim Harbaugh who, he answered way, he answered who, I who, talked to him he talked to him yeah, booked him and then he ghosted again. on us he was on his oh, private man. plane flying like, somewhere of them flyover state probably to talk to him if, the lineman. if you could have seen Kyle was shaking I was pumped afterwards it was like the old old studio Kyle, that was the one we were yeah, in the downstairs, flood 100%. risk yeah. mm. Kyle was shaking like he walks back into the other room like ah! It was wild, Jack. And then, yeah, Jim Harbaugh didn't answer his We did phone. have Jack on once, though, didn't we? We had Jack on a couple times. Yeah. Uh, when Muhammad Ali passed away, Jack uh, was yeah. telling us some wonderful uh, uh, Muhammad Ali stories. I told you that was close with um, Muhammad Ali's, I think, I guess it was his stepson. No, you didn't tell me that. Um, at Michigan. He went to Michigan with him. Oh, okay, that's and cool. His that's mom neat. ended up, or his friend's mom, I should say, ended up, he was hanging out at Muhammad Ali's house all the time. Oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I met him a few times when I lived in Phoenix. He lived in Phoenix. So yeah. I mean, he would, legend. and like, he would just show up at events casually like he wasn't muhammad ali like you he would go cool to hell, yeah you would go to like the, the the baltimore boxing equivalent like the jake the snake baltimore boxing events which I, I love jake i love everything that he does i love all that but they're low level i mean it's not muhammad I mean, you, know. you would show up at the equivalent of that in phoenix because they like spent some advertising dollars with you they'd be like hey could you come out to the you know whatever they called it out there you know the, the shogun fight just be there and muhammad ali would just be there like not announced not like Special guest tonight, man of the people. Muhammad you know? Ali would just be there. He's a beast, and truly. it was in every oh, possible it was, way. It was so a legend. Wild. It was so what? All right, uh, I'd hire Muhammad Ali actually for their coach. Yeah, that'd be, well, I don't think he's available. But <laughs> I need yeah, it. So we, we could. It's would you rather? We can make this a hypothetical, right? God, you of course. There's our guy. Yes, Griffin. Uh, Belichick. Belichick is uh, the I'm, answer. I'm torn it's, on this because somebody. I think brought, Harbaugh needs to go save Bryce Young. In a, somebody brought it up. I don't know if Belichick's the guy to get the most out of Herbert. Um. I don't know that, if you do. So you may not need only to have his way. He's, he's definitively not the guy yeah. to get the most out of Herbert, but McDaniel might. That's be. <laughs> that's the thing that somebody brought up on Twitter and said it can't be Belichick because you know he's bringing McDaniel's with him. And I was like, son of a bitch, you might be right. I might have to choose Jim Harbaugh. In that <laughs> Would you situation. rather have Matt Patricia or Josh McDaniel oh. as your offensive coordinator? Because that's that's the. How is, did it work? <laughs> it didn't. 
How did any of this work? Well, the Matt Patricia experiment didn't. Uh, it's true. God, how did ever, ever, ever? I guess Charlie Weiss was pretty good. Yeah. I guess he was all right. He was there. And then he took yeah. another Dame job. And, oh, it's, you it's know. never the same. All right. And number three, would you rather every Friday for the rest of your life. I like Fridays. You're eating a full, full Thanksgiving meal. As your Friday dinner. What do you mean by full? Like my full, my whole, my portion or everything the, on the table? Ev- the whole thing. What do you mean? What I normally eat or I, everything on the table? What do you not eat on Thanksgiving? No, no, no. I mean, they put the food out on the table so for the family. You don't have to eat the entire turkey. Okay. I'm saying you're eating, but you're eating like you would okay. on Thanksgiving. Right. You're yeah, having yeah, a full yeah. Thanksgiving okay. meal. But it is a fresh ev- turkey. Every Friday. Friday. What's that? It's fresh turkey Is it every freshly Friday? prepared every Friday? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Start working out more. Yes. But. Every Friday for the rest of your life, yeah. for the rest of your life, a full Thanksgiving meal Jeez. or never another Thanksgiving meal ever again in your life. Oh, sign me up. I'll do it. I mean, the worst part is just how much weight I'll gain. That's my least favorite part about all of this because I go in on Thanksgiving. I'm not not going to. You're not not going to get Danny Jackson's write. autograph, exactly. you know? Put that on the soundboard, please. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, it would just be. It would just be gluttonous. I'm assuming you've watched Step Brothers. We've had him doing movie reviews recently. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. of course. What of course. was the most egregious one he hadn't seen? I mean, I had some. I mean, as a well. lot. There have been a lot. I'm not. I'm, I'm I mean, he's I'm younger than you. That. Like he's basically watched nothing. But it's also a similar affliction. It's just like we don't believe in things that were not happening when we were Marshall. alive. Tommy you know? Boy, I guess, was pretty you haven't bad. seen that. No. What is wrong with you? Well, thank you. Thank you. This is what I deal with. Um, wedding, every wedding single one of them, every single I... one of them was a romp. Like every time he came in, he's like, "Dude, that movie's great." I'm like, yeah, that, "I know." Why you that's why I told you to watch the movie, Griffin. Griffin, if you I didn't say do a, go watch a crappy movie. A defiant one for Glenn that he doesn't believe is funny that actually is. Don't watch Hot Rod. It's, it's Hot sucks. Rod. Oh. It sucks. You should watch Hot Rod. Not, Hot Rod is Hot Rod is, is so very, great. And by the way, sucks is the wrong word. It's incredible. It's just nothing. It's so funny. It's so great. You're doing it. You're doing. I'll do it. I love Thanksgiving it. food. I get it. It would make it not great. It would make you sort of desensitized I, I, to it, I, I and think like it would ruin your Thanksgiving. But you'd never be able to have one again. That's what you'd rather have. I, you'd like your Grinch, Mister Grinch. You're like, oh, bah humbug. There right. would be something else to eat. You on would at least I've enjoy. I got an Italian family. We could have delicious lasagna on Thanksgiving. We could go that. Route. Everybody else isn't going to just sign up. Oh, Glenn, sorry, Glenn can't eat it. We have well, to then have I'll prepare my own. Something else. You're a terrible cook. I'm not at yeah, all. I'm I made that rum ham I for know, you. I know. Lovingly. I wish I would have gotten drunk off of it. Yeah, it would have been great if you could have gotten drunk off that rum ham. You didn't have it. I made a turkey last year. I made a Cajun turkey Did last you? year. Did you spatchcock it? Uh, I didn't spatchcock it. Okay. I uh, But I injected that son bitch. Yeah, I, was, right. I was like, how about a little more? Yeah. And maybe one Don't for you day. ever wonder how that works? Does it just sit in a pocket? Does it like... It doesn't disperse throughout yeah, it's the not, meat. That's not how meat works, it's just right? A like you're 100% right yeah. about yeah. that. I think in the cooking process, it does <laughs> seep know. in a little bit I more. I wonder sometimes. It's a great question. Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, God, of course. It's wonderful. All right, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, right? Yeah, the first one. Uh, eat, I'll take Thanksgiving that's every too week. Much, too much, man. Can't Never do it. have it again. Do it. Dude, I don't want that. I'm not saying I'm, so, I'm not interested in that. But in the two Is scenarios, there any meal that you would have that you'd sign up for that, though? Every week? Yeah. Because I don't think there is for like that. I would be like, okay, if it, if yeah, it were this, bur- I'd be no, excited. Uh, bur- you know, burgers on the grill. If every Friday night for the rest of my life it was burgers on the grill, I guess it kind of was pizza night when you were a kid. You it know? was a hundred percent pizza night. Pizza in the movie blockbuster uh, back in the day. TGIF, baby. We would sit around watch Boy Meets World, watch Family Matters, watch. Uh, we go to Blockbuster and you watch what you chose back correct. in the day. You know, oh, God, those were the days. Man. You know, we'd rent Road Trip every weekend for seventeen straight weeks. What was the first R movie you ever saw? I don't know the answer to that, Kyle. 
I will assume it was The Exorcist because it's the first. Oh, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, I remember watching. I feel like Rosemary's back in the day, R movies were weird. It was like R movies should be every like PG thirteen or PG yeah, movie would have been R these days. You yeah. know, like playing trains automobiles was rated PG. Oh my god, really? I think so, I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, playing trains and automobiles isn't bad. I would let got colorful language, it. right? Like that. Every time I let the kids watch Home Alone, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Right? Like we really. I saw basketball. We really went for it. That was a children's movie. I saw basketball when I was like seven. Yeah, that's a bit aggressive. I re- I told the story of going to the theater with my father to see Starship Troopers, and the, so my father loved the TV show Starship Troopers. So he was very excited. I think I was thirteen when it came out. Look up what year Starship Troopers came out. Let me guess. Casper I want to say ninety. I was thinking ninety six or ninety seven, somewhere in that range. I was not old enough to drive for sure. I was thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that range. It was a similar time as Mars Attacks. I remember being a Mars Attacks guy, starring the legendary Jim Brown, who yeah. was the late great Jim Brown, the super the star of Mars what Attacks. What year? Uh, I'm saying ninety seven. I got ninety six. He's ninety seven. Ah, yeah. so we go to see Super Troopers, or uh, not not Super Troopers. <laughs> we go to see Starship Troopers. My father's very excited about it, right? Like he's this was his birthday. Okay. We go on a school night. On a oh. school night oh. to see Starship Troopers. And the first scene of Starship Troopers is a gratuitous shot of women showering. And they're all naked. It's just setting the stage, you know? <laughs> I swear to God. And then you were like, Dad, I'm just sitting I love there you, like, you know? Happy birthday, <laughs> yeah. Dad! It's like, this is the most important moment of my life. God, what a day that was. And then he oh, was like, was earmuffs, wonderful. eye muffs. Whatever. They took us to the drive-in. And I want to say, I, I wish I could have seen old school? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, on the, we made him. That yeah, was on. Was oh, on we list. we've gone through a whole bunch. Okay. What's on the what, what, are the, what are the next on the list? Uh, I like Kingpin. I don't I feel Kingpin. as strongly. What are the next? Well, on the just because I haven't seen uh, something about Mary. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's gonna have classic. to be next. That's, yeah. that's have a to be classic. Next Big Lebowski. Now, Brett Favre's well. finest performance no, probably. We're not putting Hot Rod on the list. Um, we also went to the drive-in movie theater once. You should. And I wish I could remember what the first movie is. It would have been like Aladdin or something. It was a kids' movie first. Yeah. In the double feature, the second film sounds like a bait and switch. Was Nutty Professor. Right, the 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 crumps. The, yeah, the Eddie, the first one. The, the first was the clumps, yes, right? The first Eddie Murphy, Nutty Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hadn't and quite so, taken on the role of every other buddy correct, in the family at the time. Not, you know? Well, I mean, there was a scene where he was playing everybody in the family. Yeah. Hercules, 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 Hercules. Um, except for the kid, obviously, he didn't play the kid. Yeah. Well, CGI else. wasn't quite perfect yeah, at the time. Not quite what it was now. Um, and I remember like the first scene at the dinner table, <laughs> my father just being like. <laughs> And he couldn't figure out what to do in that Were moment. Were you boxed in? Like, the drive-in is such where you park your car. Could you get no, but out? but, like, he didn't want to make a bigger thing out of it. By, le- by, by leaving, it makes it a bigger deal, right? For, every, for everyone else if, or for, for you? For me. If, if he... It's acknowledging this you weren't supposed of, to see this kind of thing. One of the things that you learn about parenting is if you just play it cool... They won't then, think like, too much about it. They don't think right, that yeah, whole, yeah. all that much about it. Sure, if sure. you make it seem like it's a big deal, then they realize, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be doing this, and they want to do it. Right. So my father was caught in that moment, and I was old enough to recognize the moment that was unfolding in front of me, where, like, I was dying. I you mean, were I dialed was, in. You were like... I was pissing myself. You were myself. like, I'm not going to get this chance again okay, for a right? while, you know? And it's genuinely funny, oh, it was. right? That was like, a great it's movie. It's genuinely great. So it was a real moment that we were having at, at that point. That was a good movie. That was a good I have movie. to take another commercial break, don't I? Oh, yeah. We do. Son of a bitch. I remember these days. God damn it. We're going to go to one. Are your tidbits any good these days, Griffin? I think so. Mm. What? Mm, I set a high bar. I don't think anyone's days. met it. Some days. I don't think anyone's met it. People can't do the delivery. The Remember same when he way, was going to you know? stay for another couple minutes? He was like, "I'll stay for another." Well, minute. I really so thought you leave. said, "I'm." You said, "I'm going to talk to Mike Florio." Yeah. And that was used to be language for we pre-recorded this. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No, you could have if you wanted. That's to. what I thought because you that boy said to Drew, he was like, "Yeah." Oh, well, I would do that. He doesn't want to talk to you. You know. Sometimes we do that with Stan. We did it. We concocted a whole bit because he doesn't necessarily know what you're talking about. Stan does every. No, no, he knows. Stan does every Friday with with us now, and like one week I had to pre-record with Tariko. 
and I was I was like Stan, hey, he was you know, I got to I got to talk to Tariq. Yeah. And Stan was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, something like that." And I said, "Oh, yeah." The thing is, he didn't want to talk. Yeah. To me. Like he actually, he heard about a thing. It's and, mean to do to Stan for crazy. Drew. It you know, it's oh, there easy. Are, there easy. are legitimately yeah. people that would say, "I would prefer." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if I gave him the two, either could either come on with me on Tuesday or with Drew and I on Wednesday. They said, "You know what? Tuesday sounds great. Let's do Tuesday. That's a perfect day." True. All right, Kyle's here. We're gonna get a break. We got to get a tidbit. We got to get tubular to wrap it up. As uh, it has been a fun Would You Rather Wednesday show. Get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Somebody's going to win a shirt of their choice from Birdland Sports. Don't forget, print issue a press box. Only a couple more weeks before this one's gone in favor of our best of issue. So get out to your neighborhood Royal Farms right now and pick it up before it disappears. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. I actually could have used you for voicing a spot this week. I actually what, uh, had to do what was it for? Uh, Guilford Hall Brewery. Oh. Uh, establishment I love yeah. a great deal. Big fan of Guilford Hall Done Brewery. Done the redid. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. I yeah. just went ahead and did it myself. Like probably not as good. No, it probably wasn't. Honestly, <laughs> that's uh, that was the strength of old uh, KOs. Kyle Ottenheimer in studio with us this morning. He and Griffin uh, consumed their McFlurry burgers already. It was not great. It was definitely uh, uh, unpleasant, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't linger. What was the one that we did where like I, God, there was Flavor, a smell that still existed just... with you. No, yeah, it was. It was. We didn't even have it. It was the brine. It was the the tuna juice that was just in the oh, room. Yeah, we didn't God, have to do it, right. but that's what it was. I did. We I did, did that. Uh, to, yeah, you were an idiot. <laughs> we did the the real cheeseburger where we did the oh, there's nothing slices. that has effed my stomach up more than that. I swear to God. What was it? The remember Burger King did in like Thailand was a burger. Was just so much burger. cheese. Was just all the cheese. It was on top? just twenty slices of of craft American cheese. Only cheese, no burger. <laughs> no burger. Just cheese. In between two Did you eat the whole thing? Uh, I think we each had like a third. Yeah, think it wasn't was a, it wasn't here? a bed. Yeah. I think we yeah. just did it. It was over the summer because <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? who hasn't been drunk before at their friend's Not house? That. Hold on, and gone to their fridge and opened it up and been like, you know what? I could do with just a whole slice of Kraft American right mm, now. Kraft. I'm not saying singles, it's because it's what I want. I I'm saying it's what's there. You know, you're like, I just want something right now. And Kyle. damn it, I'm I, drunk Kyle, enough. I would say I know I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. But what I would say is the pain of going to someone's cheese drawer, mm-hmm. hoping only like, seeing my mother in law keeps a hell of a cheese drawer. Sure. Right? Like there's some uh, baby bell in there. Mm-hmm. There's Those always are fun some, to peel. Uh, they are fun to peel. Get the there's wax always the there's always something. Eat the good. wax too, you know. One time she was getting ready to leave on like vacation. Yeah, that was the sandwich. That was what we uh, consumed. That's, yeah, that's entirely as they say, an abomination. That's too much cheese. That's correct. <laughs> that's, and that is what they say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them say that yeah. a lot of times. So I went there one time thinking like, oh, she's leaving. I, I'm going to go raid the cheese drawer at my mother-in-law's mm-hmm. house. And I walked in and all that was in there was Kraft Singles. And you have that She's on to you. Where you're like, she's she knows she's like Glenn's comment. Well, there is probably the some cheese, of that. You know? But it's more like the well, I was expecting cheese. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll go ahead and take one of them there, craft singles, and then you you're like, it's cheese, and yeah. then you put it to your mouth, and you realize the hell it is. It's it sort is of like not. It's sort of like cheese. eating peanut butter, where you're like, you got the gummy mouth situation. You know, it's something. It's not real I, cheese. It's more to me what it does to your stomach. I'm like not craft single. I've impacts. never in my life bought American cheese. Why, why I want to make that clear. I, no, the would, deli American cheese back. sometimes American can be okay. Is, I not only would say it's okay, I think deli American cheese can be good. My dad will buy it, and I'll have some renowned again. Yes. It's useful. It melts nice. It's all fine. You know, like, but I enjoy deli American I still prefer cheese. cheddar. I prefer Swiss, you know? I also don't, if, if you ha- are grilling, 
and you have to use Kraft Singles. It melts nice. It melts just fine. For a grilled cheese, and it's it a no good cheese. You know, impacts you. For in a the grilled same cheese, way. it's a good cheese as well. But just as a plain slice of cheese. Now, no. having said that, I in my life have eaten plain slices of cheese that are Kraft Singles. Never would I want twenty four oh, of them. God, that one. I'm I'm telling you, my stomach was not right for a week. For a what was the week. one? You were really messed up by another thing in your stomach. Uh, was the really bull balls up. Uh, did something, did yeah. a number to me. The bull balls. You threw up after one much. time. I threw up a, f- a few of them. The uh, uh, what, what was the, the the sandwich? The we did birch beer and was that with the peanut butter mayonnaise sandwiches? No, we didn't have the birch beer with that. I don't think did we? What was the birch beer? That was with a then? part of one of the the. the cha- was the, that was the good part of one of our challenges. That was the good part. It was like a big thing of birch I remember, beer. I remember smelling the birch. It was like beer thirty-two in my ounces of birch beer and, and then something else alongside. Oh, you lost a bet for this. It wasn't oh, just like a for, so let's bad. just do this kind of so thing. Bad. What are we? Th- How have we not evolved hmm? at any point? As a, like we're te- I'm ten years into this, and at no point have I said to myself like. We don't need to do this any longer. We could do something else. You got a side bet for this week? You got something in mind? Uh, no. Oh. No. I, I mean, I want to make you, since, since we've been talking about it this week, I want to make you eat that pepper mayo sandwich no, at some point. I have no. There pepper is mayo? That. You don't remember that one from last year? Richard Petty. Who he thought? Oh, was, it was a bunch of pepper. Who, I thought it was Tom. Petty. No, I, did, I mean I knew I was. I knew <laughs> said, it was, I just said, said you know Tom it was Petty. a Tom Petty sandwich. <laughs> I just said Tom. It was Petty. just a Noted. bunch of pepper Noted on mayo. NASCAR right? NASCAR champion yes. Tom Petty. It was horrible. Yeah, it, it was, was horrible. It looked like it was almost like the cinnamon challenge. You know, yeah, I bet and, it was like but that. It, and it was so much worse because it was black pepper. That was pure. All right, uh, Griffin, tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel. Uh, if luck wasn't on your side, I had Tennessee plus three and a half. They lost by four last night Oy. to Purdue. Really bad. Okay. But if luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, you can get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion. And between now and January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen with prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Apparel, Sports and Social, Ultimate Happy Hour, Cash and Free Play, worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino Hotel in Maryland. Very good. Tidbit. Adam Mills, sorry. Oh, Must sorry. be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. A Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. In the uh, the final game, the fi- the second semifinal of the Maui Invitational, Marquette defeated Kansas. I, I, they were easily. they were they were getting the, there were some like fisticuffs at one point or something was like there, that wasn't mm-hmm. I thought they were the the things got a is a, he's a good passer he is you're right about that you know who's my sleeper team hey, this hey, year hey you know who can go f themselves Hunter who? Dickinson okay cool yeah. cool cool what about Nick I, mean, I thought you should hate him too now right? I do he's I mean he's yeah. it's like yeah whatever we should be able to bond um, over hatred of Hunter Dickinson I UMass Lowell I've been betting on them a lot. <laughs> That's my sleeper team. Again, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, you look. It's called one eight hundred gambler. Visit I'll look into them. They're already top like one thirty or one forty in Ken Palm. The the River Hawks. They're top one hundred and forty in Ken Palm. Is Maryland? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's so sure to be honest. Not sure they, they have in there. They don't have enough shooters. I can tell they you. They don't, don't have any shooters. They don't have any shooters, so they can just collapse it on Julian Reese, 100%. and then they can't do anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, so they are the first team in D1 history to beat two teams with a combined. Uh, 15-plus national championships on back-to-back days after beating UCLA last night. I think I saw they're the first team to Kansas. beat Kansas. Yeah, I, I saw another stat yeah, that was like that. that. Was i got to try to remember what it was. Um, but, yeah, Marquette doing 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 those things. Zach Eady. And then, uh, then tonight they get. They, tonight they get uh, Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Yes, so that'll be a good one. 
Marquette and Purdue. Zach Eady uh, in the game right before that one. Uh, he became the first D1 player with at least 110 points, 50 rebounds, and 15 blocks over his first five games of a season. How about uh, that? Sorry, the first player since 2006. Do you know who did it in 2006? It, it's so weird with Zach Eady because like, there's a part of you that's like, dude, you shouldn't be here. I hear you. Like it's it's so awkward because like I guess it's amazing, but at the yeah, same time, it's still hard not to watch. Like, like when he's you really know it's not amazing because what's really happening is like you're not good enough to yeah. like everybody else graduated. Did they fix their still, uniforms? Who their numbers on the back of their uniforms are like nine point font. They are the smallest thing on Zach Eady's back. It takes up I'd say one eighth of the entire She's real estate available. Such a large know. back. It's Why not only him. That? It's bothered me before. It's so weird. It's bothered me before. It's not as bad as Drew and his Pat uh, the Patriot thing. All right. All right. Uh, what, who, the, the first, first player team? since 2006 uh, with 110, 50, and 15 blocks to the first five games. That wouldn't be Tyler Hansborough. No, it's not Tyler Hansborough. Like hey, 2006, 2006 might have been uh, Greg Oden. It's not Greg Oden. No, he only did one year, and it was 07, I think. Um, it was the 06, 07 season. Yeah. yeah. When this happened. Uh, Joachim Noah. No. It's a good guess, though. Um, Al Horford. No, no, not Al Horford. Blocks is where you're getting me. Right. It's where, like, who was getting blocks He's like that back then? a lengthy guy. Um, Roy Hibbert? Not Roy Hibbert. How about, I'm trying to think of who was it. Uh, that wouldn't be Sean May. It was not Sean May. He didn't get blocks. He wasn't that much of an athlete, really. He was like a big boy. He big. He went to school. He might need it at some point. never seen a big boy grill on the roof. You know, that's like that, you know? Exactly, uh, exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, oh, man. 06, 07. Duke. Who did Duke have? Sheldon Williams? It was not Duke. That was earlier. Yeah, I think it was earlier. Um, it wasn't Duke. Um, how about... God, I am really struggling to come up with who else would have been. Is it going to have any tie into us locally? Or is it going to be um, like, oh, ha, ha? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, well. Because I would always look for hooks. I guess that like, like kind of there Glenn is. would hate himself for getting it wrong, you know? Right. That was my trick. There kind of there is. Yeah. I mean, he's from D.C. Oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Kevin I was thinking Durant. about Kevin Durant. Blocks. I guess Texas. I should have known he's long in his arms, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. And then we'll do this one. Josh Allen. Uh, but that would have been Greg Oden's year then for what it's worth. Because they were the same right, freshman, right, the same year. Right. Over the weekend, Josh Allen became uh, he through his first six seasons. He now has the most combined passing and rushing touchdowns by a quarterback with two hundred five. Most can, combined passing and rushing touchdowns over the first six seasons. Over their Cam first Newton. six seasons. Oh uh, yeah, Cam Newton is in the top five here. Let's do the uh, top seven. Yeah, we'll do top seven. So that includes Josh Allen. So we have yes, Josh yep. Allen, Cam Newton. We need five more. Correct. First six years, you said? The first six Vic. seasons. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, I wonder, Michael Vick. He probably just didn't throw that many. Uh, what about McNabb? Mm, not McNabb. Culpepper? Culpepper is just outside the top Russ. Six. Uh, Russ is sixth. 177 six combined. Six seasons. Man. I'll say Mahomes, despite the fact that he threw for all of them. Mahomes yeah. is uh, is who Honestly, uh, Jalen Hurts is already on the list. Jalen Hurts is not on the list yet. Probably pretty close. He's in, well, because he's in year, what, five? He already has 35 rushing touchdowns. Um, they all have to be modern. Mm, there is... Uh, Randall Cunningham, maybe? One mm. not modern. One not like not Steve modern. Young or Randall Cunningham? Well, Steve no, Young didn't st- play. For six seasons, I guess that's true, but I don't know if it's starting or just Neither Cunningham or, nor Steve Young. Brunel? Not Brunel. He's pretty good. 
was good, but I don't. I don't he know. had that one insane touchdown. Remember, you like he did. He yeah, did have you know? that. You're right. It's in my head. How about Elway was fast? I guess Elway was Elway. Not Elway. Sure, not Elway. Stabler. No, not <laughs> it was always Ken Stabler. Every time we did one of these things, it was Steve Young. Ken Stabler <laughs> and Steve Young. You know, like always Steve Young. Yeah. That I left off these lists. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't play. So it's oh, McNair. No, not McNair. Really, he was good. Uh, I don't know how it counts because he was in Warren Moon. No, not Warren Moon either. Did Marino just throw for so many? That's, Marino did throw for thing. so many. 199 through his first six seasons. Yeah. So he is third on the list behind Mahomes and Allen. Is, is Montana? No, not Montana. Mah- Marino was the only non- Oh, that's like, the only. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, Manning was awful with the rookie year, but he rebounded quick. So Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning rounds out the top seven. Yeah, we spent too much time thinking about guys that would mm-hmm. also run. One more, fourth on the list. How does this work? How does this tidbit work these days? Wait, oh, what? Yeah, we need one more. I we thought you were saying it's another, another trivia, another like question. No, uh, no, okay. No, one more on the Fourth list. on the list? Yes. Uh, Kurt Warner. Not Kurt Warner. Was this person mobile? He, no, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, I mean, fine. I was cheating. That's a really weird way of saying it. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky uh, Mahomes. Ran, ran well. Not Ma- Mahomes, Mahomes was it's, second. It's Ben Roethlisberger. It is not Ben. He didn't throw for that many touchdowns he his did. first couple of years. Ben was at 139 through his first uh, uh, He ran well. He ran sneaky well. Yeah, like it wasn't. he wasn't really known, but like so when he took white? off, it was like, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Sneaky off. But I'm okay, still, yeah. um, he took off. He would, I'm going to end up disputing this when we find out who it is. I'm going to end up feeling run like well. I was thrown off by Tom Brady. Yeah. This answer. <laughs> All right, we got to go. It's a 12 he, uh, Another Colts quarterback. Andrew Luck. Uh, you know what, he actually, ran well. You he know what he did? Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm bad now. Yeah, that was that was actually you could not have helped us more. He only played <laughs> six that. seasons, probably. God damn. All right, very good. Yeah, That's tip. Right. Tubular is brought to you by Superbook Sports. He played exactly six seasons. Yeah. There you go. How about that? And only seven games in one of them. How about that? Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the big college basketball game coming up a little bit later on today. And if you want to get in on it, if you want to get a little action. On the uh, Maui event that's not at, actually in Maui, go to Superbook.com, download the Superbook app, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up, and you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Again, the code is GlennClark23. Right now, Purdue a three-point favorite against Marquette, despite what Marquette has done the last couple of nights. So you feel something about just being Marquette's tournament? Get in, use the code Clark 23 you get a same-day first bet match up to $250, win or lose. Here's what's coming up uh, tonight, totally tubular-wise. Uh, Morgan is in action against Chicago State right now on Flow Hoops. Mount St. Mary's takes on American at 430 on ESPN+. Plus. As we mentioned, the big one, of course, is the Maui Final, which is on ESPN at 5 o'clock. So do your Sal Palantonio. Sal Palantonio, ESPN. Thank you, appreciate that. Uh, Purdue, Mark. What are the other greatest hits that I should have you do while you're here? You tell me. I don't, I don't know. know. It's I don't blacked know. out every morning. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, who is the uh, the Josh Gordon's the greatest receiver in football history? Up there. Um, He's up there. The Browns are going to win six games. He should maybe be signed by the Chargers, the Chiefs. You know what? <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> it'd be hard pressed to imagine it being worse. Uh, yeah, it's 5 o'clock on ESPN, Purdue and Marquette for that. Uh, every, all the rest of the college basketball, and there's lots of it. Go to glennclarkradio.com. 
Uh, Wizards Hornets tonight at 7, Monumental 2. Monumental's got Sabres Capitals at 7, TNT Bruins Panthers at 7, Golden Knights Stars at 9.30, ESPN has Bucks Celtics at 7.30, Warriors Suns at 10 o'clock, TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? Yeah, Wednesday, big one. Um, Survivor, of course, tonight. It is also the Thanksgiving special of SNL. Oh, I do love that one. Um, and then he, Fallon's going to have Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell tonight because there's a good That's burger. G- it's going to suck. There's a good I, burger, I, I, too. It's going to suck. I can't watch But it. the first one kind of sucked, right? Like That's kind of the did, thing, right? You were a kid, and I so know. it didn't matter that it sucked. Lil Rel Howery is in Good Burger, too. I do love Lil Rel Howery. It's on Paramount Plus. Which, which I only like, just found out I have that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> what were you, what were yeah. you diving in on? Not exactly sure. Rob, yeah. Rob Could, Gronkowski is apparently in... Burger too as well. I don't know. Of course, that's, I that sounds that. right. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that's that. that's about right. Got to break in somehow, you know. Uh, Giamatti will be on Seth Meyers and uh, the Melissa McCarthy Christmas movie. What's Genie. the Giamatti movie that we're supposed uh, to? The Holdovers. The Holdovers. It's supposed to be good. That. Yes, I, I need to watch that. that. I haven't seen any of the like the popular movies recently. I'm kind of slacking. And then on Apple TV Plus, what else? What like else? Oppenheimer. I didn't see that. You didn't I see didn't, Oppenheimer? I know. I'm really messing up. It's about you. No, it's helped people know my name. I feel like I don't have to spell my name all the way anymore. Just T's instead of P's. Um, um, did you see Barbie? No, I didn't oh, see it. Man, I haven't seen Flower Moon. I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't seen Flower Moon yet either. I'm just slacking. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't go to the movie theaters. But um, my favorite contribution to the show of all time mm-hmm. is the fake headline, Father Leaves on oh, High God, Note. That was a great moment in show history. <laughs> we used to do um, Mad Libs. <laughs> with, uh, finish this. It was the, the headline content. I tried to do that a couple times yeah. with Griffin. And one, didn't I, work, didn't I don't remember. But it, <laughs> Kyle said... Father leaves on a high note, and we just concocted an, an idea of like a dad who was planning on leaving his family. But <laughs> boy, this last day together, we're gonna go to the <laughs> fair. We're gonna. <laughs> and it would be that like, one was good. I really wanted to have it be in a movie and some sort of just cut scene where they're like throwing newspapers out on the, the front doorsteps, and it's the front headline oh, on the wonderful. newspaper. Father you know? leaves on a high note. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, so on Apple TV Plus, uh, Hannah Wat- Waddingham is doing a Christmas no, special. Waddingham, I believe. That's what I said. Waddingham. Everybody's doing a Christmas special. I said Waddingham. Special. But it looks yeah. pretty good. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you working on a Christmas <laughs> Literally. special? Literally. That's all I have going for me right yeah. now. <laughs> Phil Dunster is uh, like singing songs in it. With He's it, been working. Juno Temple, I believe, is you might have been able. To, you might have been able to hook me. Yeah. Here's um, Kyle's been working on O. Tannenbaum for <laughs> weeks. <laughs> uh, the Squid Game, the reality you show. You said that's Wednesday, though? Yeah. Tonight? Today, yeah, tonight. They're doing a Christmas special tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christmas the season started... before Thanksgiving? It, Christmas season started 21 it's days ago. It's one thing for marketing purposes. 21 di- days ago. It's one well. thing nope. for marketing purposes. Let's maybe wait two what days. Is, right, we got to go. I have to I have to finish editing the show to send it to 105.7. Oh, the Squid Game uh, is uh, the, the reality show is uh, coming no, out today no. on Netflix. That's, that's going to be a no for and me, And of dog. course, the Thanksgiving Day Parade tomorrow morning yes, at obviously. 9 a.m. And then, yeah, the three football games tomorrow, Fox for Packers-Lions at 12.30, CBS Commanders-Cowboys at 4.30, NBC for 49ers-Seahawks at 8.20, of course, Calvert Hall-Loyola tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on ABC2. And uh, everything else will get posted tomorrow morning for uh, Tubular. We will not be here, but again, Reed and I will be together tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 on 105.7 The Fan. All right, Kyle, love you, buddy. Uh, appreciate love you, you coming too. in. Been too long. Let's do it again, all right? Yeah. Thanks, thanks pal. Uh, thanks today to uh, Kyle. Thanks to Mike Florio. Thanks to Cordell Woodland. We'll get all that up. And the uh, Tyus Bowser show in the greatest hits section of the oh my God. Archives. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad we had missed that. All right. Um, tomorrow, no show. Friday, we will be doing a show. 
Rodney Pete is going to join us, former NFL quarterback, now a host on uh, 570 out in Los Angeles. We will preview the Chargers with him. KZ will join us. We will make picks, and we'll get you segments number two and three of the Tyus Bowser Show with Pat Ricard on Friday. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends at Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Kyle at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Have a great Wednesday night. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, Go Morgan. Go, I think, Maryland women are playing tomorrow. Go them. Duke sucks. See you guys.